0: Welcome to the pod, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys hey, and girls. Hey, everybody! Uh,
1: <laughs> oh no,
0: no, no I mean, like what? It's fine, dude. No,
1: no, no, it's it's, it's whatever it's, you want to do, bro. It's good, yeah. No, for sure. It's uh, in the secret in the quiet place, bro. Yeah, and the stillness he is there. Uh, <laughs> are we gonna go through the whole song, or should we just no? Nah, right we'll
0: uh, we'll just end right there. Okay, cool. Probably, cool. yeah. Uh, there's probably a lot of people that might listen to this that won't know. What we're talking about. Yeah,
1: yeah. But for sure, I want you to know
0: that I want to know you. Uh, I want to see your face.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I remembered that lyric. (laughs) Thanks, dude. Because I wasn't sure. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. It's whatever. For the glory of the Lord. And all his magistrates on high. Yes,
0: dude. Yes. All of them. All of them.
1: All his magistrates.
0: Yeah. Every last. (laughs) Every
1: last one of them.
0: Uh... So we just got done playing basketball oh like an gosh, hour ago. Oh, my gosh, did we? Yeah. And I am never playing again.
1: Yeah. I mean, shout out to everybody that was there that was playing. Yeah. Uh, Megan Stone, Kagan Kirby, Dea Marquez. Well, technically, it's Isaias, Neftali Marquez, but we'll just go with <laughs> Dea Marquez. Uh, Gabriel Chico.
0: Shivari Lacey. Shivari Lacey. Kylie Sifuentes. Kylie Sifuentes. Me and you. Me and you. That was it, right? Yeah. Boom.
1: Oh, and Kaylee. Um, Kaylee, oh, who Kaylee was, was, uh, there, who but was a sideline spectator.
0: She was just chilling. Yeah. She wasn't even cheering. She was just chilling.
1: Yeah, for sure. No, no, no. Um, she'd laugh when something funny happened.
0: Oh, so the whole time? Yeah, the entire we're time. we're hilarious, bro. But dude, we're like freaking hilarious. We're the funniest. She
1: actually told me that, that she actually listens to our pod and that. Oh, really? And that we're hilarious. Shout out Kaylee. So she didn't even say hi to me, dude. Well, wow. Uh, she was in the presence of a celebrity. I would be nervous, too. <laughs>
0: Celebrity, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. You're you're famous, bro. Uh,
0: all of our, like, 40 listeners yeah. on the pod, bro. Thank you to all the
1: 40 listeners. <laughs>
0: Let's go, dude. It's a grassroots movement, bro. It's yeah. going to start somewhere. I mean, it does. The Bible says do not despise small beginnings, right? Yep. And... Uh, so we're not despising real hard. <laughs> God, so stupid, dude. <laughs> Thanks, dude. I try. Uh. So... The reason I'm never gonna play basketball again, yeah, is because uh, I need a new elbow. Yeah, he does.
1: But um, technically, he's not gonna play basketball again. He's not gonna play basketball for a few
0: weeks, <laughs> and then we'll play again. <laughs> Dude, I haven't done anything with my my right arm like other than try and start uh, a a uh, a blower for my lawn care business. Yeah, in I don't know a month. Yeah. It doesn't matter, dude. I turned in that one backside screen and, and hit Kagan, and it was over. And, hey, dude, you know what you should do? You should,
1: uh, you. Uh, you should go see a curandero, bro. Uh.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're like, what the heck is that? Is that a chiropractor, bro? <laughs> yeah, dude. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> a chiropractor is un quiropráctico.
0: Okay. What is the whatever you just said, dude? The
1: curandero. Um, It's like the, the things that Mexicans believe in, like the witch doctors that they believe
0: in. <laughs> <laughs> mm. No. No, I better not, No, you know, we'll go see
1: those. The curandero,
0: he's probably going to do that egg thing on your elbow, dude. Take it all off. (laughs) Do I need to go find the eagle eggs, bro? Yeah,
2: dude. (laughs) Or to get
0: the eagle powers, bro? Yeah, the eagle power. Uh, Do you know a water gypsy? No. Okay, well, first things first, let's find one of those. We should find one of those. So that he can. Is it hard to find the eagle eggs? I don't. Uh, You have to climb. Right. I mean, I get that. But, like, it seemed like Nacho and, and Esqueleto had to hire that gypsy to go and find the eagle eggs. Is it because that dude had to put some sort of a, uh, a spell on the eggs? Maybe. So that it would give him his eagle powers? Maybe. Dude, you know how many times I watched that movie? Just give a guess.
1: Fifteen times.
0: Probably more. Oh, wow. Well. Uh, and it was only in the last like four times that I watched it, where I realized at the end of the movie he's getting his eagle powers. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <clears throat> dude, how come he can jump so hard, dude? All of a sudden, and then there's a screeching eagle sound happening while yeah. it's going on, and I'm like, <laughs> and then he jumps off the top <laughs> yeah, rope, he jumps and go, go. rope, he gets rims, and It's like. Three hundred feet out in the audience, dude. And he doesn't even do anything, right? He just missile uh, drop kicks yeah, him, he miss- right? Uh, he just jumps on him, He like, jumps on him, yeah, all just like freaking straight frogs- body, yeah, not even a frog split, he just no, like no, no. jumps on him.
1: He's just straight up body, uh, <laughs> yeah, a body slam, I guess. Body splash, body splash, yeah. And then they go. count
0: him out in the no, he brings him back into the ring to count him out, right? Because then he remember, starts dancing so. around and doing. <laughs>
1: <twirls>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one, the one that gets me is the, is the cómo se dice. Is the the one where he writes the song for? Yeah, I, I hate some bugs. <laughs> I hate some grass. I use my hand to wipe, wipe my, my tears,
0: tears. <laughs> bro. I could I could quote a lot of
1: that movie. unless you want, want to, then, then we'll break the we'll balls up together. together. Encarnacion. <laughs> Encarnacion. <laughs> Encarnacion. <laughs> <laughs> That's the T right there, That's bro.
0: That's like the... Uh, yeah. That's like the. That's like his signature thing. Yeah, in any, that's in every him. Movie being that he Jack does. Black, like,
1: or like in School of Rock, where it's just yeah. like the.
0: why you think you'll
1: be just fine without me? But you're
0: Yep. We can't quote the entire movies. I
1: mean, I can for sure. Well, we,
0: we're not saying we don't have the ability to. We're saying uh, the listeners may not enjoy it.
1: Uh, look, listeners, if you're not enjoying this, then why have you watched like six episodes?
0: listen to <laughs> listen to six episodes <laughs> yeah listen not watch anyways um so we are i think honestly right now we're just stalling yeah we are for sure <laughs> uh to buy some time before we uh try to venture out into uh these, what we really want to talk about these waters that um are a little Hectic, a little dangerous, it seems yeah. like. Um, scary, for sure. I don't know if it's necessarily dangerous, but it's definitely, uh, it can be frightening to come to a realization and come face to face with something that you believe for so long, or or even not even believe. it. It's not necessarily that my belief has changed so much as my perspective. I don't even know if that makes sense. It's like, so w- what we're talking about, obviously, is the George Floyd murder and all of the outfall. Yeah. Uh fall out from that. And, you know, <clears throat> over the last week we've seen I mean, I've seen hundreds and hundreds of people posting about uh Black Lives Matter, uh posting about the fact that they they want justice for George. Like yeah. um and I and I came face to face with something that I didn't realize was even a, a, a problem inside of me until this week. And so, yeah. um, you know, having your perspective shifted and, and I think it, it it's all because I actually watched the video. I, mean, I didn't even watch the whole video. I watched part of the video. I can't uh, watch the whole video. Yeah. And, uh, and just to see what was happening and to see the, the, the angle that has all three of the cops on his back yeah. with the one police officer watching, uh, with making sure everybody yeah. stays back. And then the one with his knee in the neck, Derek Chauvin, um, dude, I hope that they Put him away for as long as they possibly can.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, I know just, they gave him the um, third degree murder, third degree murder, and second uh, degree manslaughter.
1: Yeah, some are wanting a second degree murder, but
0: yeah. Well, I don't know, man. I don't know enough about the law. Yeah, to, me either. To know um, which, what kind of a sentence those those kind of things carry. Yeah. Um, and, and you and I talked about this last week. Um in private just just driving to to herford to go to McDonald's <laughs> to go to McDonald's and wash my car <laughs> and wash your car and uh, it's just I've never been so broken over a situation that affected other people so much yeah um like i can't tell you how many times i've sat there and cried over the last 7 days just because i felt helpless I felt like what, like, can I even do any, is there anything I can really do? Yeah. Like from her for Texas where, I mean, the black population is less than, less than 1%. Like yeah. it's a super small percentage of our population and Friona's is the same. Yeah. It's a super small percentage of the, the population. Um, but I think that even letting our voices be heard in, in whatever way we have, what, which social media uh, is a good one. We have this podcast. We can, you know, when we talked about this last week, it's like, do you really want to get into this? And yeah. and now it's like, I think for us to not get into it would be a disservice to oh yeah everybody at yeah. this point.
1: Everybody that's so, been affected yeah. by it for sure, anyways. Because I and, mean, there's always going to be those people that still don't either don't see anything wrong with it or don't really want to open their eyes to the fact and, and yeah. stuff like that.
0: There there are a ton of people. Um, I would say honestly, the majority of the people that I've interacted with and encountered on social media platforms and, and that kind of stuff yeah. um, have been sympathetic. Yeah. Um, have been championing the movement. Yeah. Have been um, talking about the fact that like George Floyd was murdered. Yeah. But there's a small percentage, and they're very loud. <laughs> yeah. A very small vocal minority that's like, well, I don't think he was actually murdered. Um, like, I don't understand this. Like, the cop did something wrong, but I don't think it was murder. And I'm like, bro, that man passed out and was not moving and was unresponsive and he had his knee in his neck for another four minutes. Yeah. There's no excuse for that. Like, there's nothing that can be said. There's not, like, they had no way, Uh, like, there there is nothing to justify the actions of those cops. Yeah. And the fact that only one of them has been arrested so far is also a travesty.
1: Yeah. Because... There should be more. It should be more. It should be the the four that were there, or yeah, the other
0: three. At least the three, but for sure. I mean, I would push for all four of them because that one cop was just standing there running certain like um, interference for yeah. Chauvin. and making sure that yeah, making sure nobody back. would jump up on him. But the the fact that all three of those people were on his back at one point. I mean, come on. I don't know how long they were there because it's just a still frame photo.
1: Like regardless of what it is, and for those of you that don't know, the guy was was he had got. Called the police on, um, he had the police called on him for a hot check.
0: No, he was, uh, it was actually counterfeit $20 bill.
1: Okay. A counterfeit $20 bill. And, and he goes and, um, video shows that he was sitting in his car when the cops came. Mm -hmm. The police report that they wrote said that he was resisting and fighting them. That wasn't the case. No. And when they throw him down on the ground, they pulled him out of his car.
0: Yeah. They put him in one side and then Chauvin pulled him out the other side.
1: Yeah. And then boom, onto the floor for yeah. all for a, a counterfeit $20 counterfeit bill. 20, yeah. Now, whether we know that now, now some people are going to go there to that extreme and be like, well, he shouldn't have had it anyways. That's not the
0: point. Yeah, that's not the point. That's not the point. Yeah.
1: The point is that whether if it was a serious crime or a not serious crime, let due process do its job. Just yeah. do your job to where you'd be like, Hey, this is, um, uh, Hey man, you know what? Why don't we talk about this? Step out this and that. And then if you does, I mean like there's other ways to get him to talk to you than doing what you did and to treat him the way you did all for, a, a counterfeit $20 bill, whether he knew it was counterfeit or not. Yeah. Was not caused to take a man's life. No. Regardless. No. Was not caused to take a man's life and so and that's and that's and that's the outcry right now
0: like yeah.
1: it's just uh, not just with him but with different cases Ahmaud Arbery God. um before him the dude was jogging and these two white males chased him down because he looked like a car suspect that or uh, like a suspect that has been uh, that had been I think burglarizing yeah, homes burglarizing or in the neighborhood yeah. or something like that who are you who are you to go there? Like, who are you to chase well, him down? especially after
0: like, you had already called the police, because they'd already called the cops. Yeah. And so... I mean, like, come on, man. Yeah. And then... So so that that's one thing I wanted to actually address is... And, and I'm going to... I'll be as delicate as I can, and I'm going to try and say this in the right way. Um, but please, like, if you're listening to this and and I offend you, or, or I don't say it right, just understand this is a journey I started seven days ago. Like, yeah. this isn't something I've, I've been paying attention to forever. This is something that I'm just getting into. And so, um, hear my heart, please, and don't, don't take what I say out of context, and don't, um, you know, paint with a broad brush what I'm about to say. But the rioting and looting is a big problem. Yeah it's a it's a problematic thing because people are losing their businesses oh yeah um churches are getting burned down yeah. um shop owners are being beaten to death in the street come on uh, cops are being shot in louisville and uh no uh maybe it was louisville but they were shot there run over in buffalo new york i mean and the police are also using force as well yeah. so it's like um and, and so also, some of these riots are being incited by white people yeah. who are a part of Antifa, and they have nothing to do with the Black Lives Matter movement. They have nothing to do with black people. They're just there to try and start a civil war. Again, yeah. They want anarchy, and they want a civil war. Yeah. And so, that being said, um, I, don't think, I don't think it's a good thing to see our cities burned down. No, no, no. Um, especially places like Atlanta and Washington, D.C., and um detroit and philadelphia these cities are majority black cities yeah like that that's where a ton of uh, a ton of african americans live are in those cities and they're burning their own cities down and that's mm-hmm. that's frustrating to me as an outsider watching yeah but i also know that everybody is um and i, and I can't say everybody but there are a ton of people who are saying you know this isn't going to give any justice for George Floyd. This isn't going to bring any kind of reconciliation for George Floyd. And, and the one thing I want to say is like, you think this is all about George Floyd? Mm -hmm. Like he's the catalyst that started it. Yeah. And, and he is like, he was the powder keg that exploded. Yeah. If you want to use that terminology or whatever, but it's not just George Floyd. No, no, no. It's Tamir Rice it's Mike Brown, it's Eric Garner, it's, um, I mean, at Arbery, countless names, countless individuals who have either died in police custody, have died because of excessive use of force, have been marginalized, and it's not just the ones that have died. A lot of those people that are rioting and looting and, and, and setting fire to their cities have been treated poorly by police their entire lives yeah simply because they're black yeah simply because they're black they are low income and they come from a bad neighborhood yeah they come from a you know uh a lower class neighborhood where they don't have the resources that other neighborhoods have they don't have the I don't know um even even what I'm trying to say but but they just they are targeted because of that, and even some of these people that I've heard talking, like um, like Brandon Cormier, is is somebody that I listened to a lot this week talk about his experiences. Yeah, and he is a, a very articulate, well-spoken man. He is very um, kind. He is not disrespectful, and I've heard I heard five or ten stories from him in a thirty-minute live stream about how police had done certain things simply because he was black and he was driving a nice car or simply because he was black and he was driving in the wrong neighborhood. Yeah, And, and it's not like we, we want to pretend like prejudice and racism is gone in our country. And I, I, I will say this, I'm going to cl- qualify all of these statements with this. I do not believe that the majority of America is racist Yeah, I do not believe that the majority of police officers are racist and bad cops.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, But there is something for some reason in people that causes them to look at other people who look different than them and jump to some sort of a conclusion and feel like this person's black and they're driving this kind of a car and they're driving in this kind of a neighborhood. They probably stole that. Yeah. And that sucks, dude. That's something I've never had to deal with. I have never, ever, ever been pulled over by a police officer and feared for my life. Yeah. I've never been pulled over by a police officer and and had them ask me questions like, you know, that's a nice car you have. Where'd you get it? Oh, you're in this neighborhood. Why are you in this neighborhood? You you know, people here in these nice, beautiful mansions. Yeah. It's like, that's not fair. Mm -mm. And, and it sucks, dude. And, There's so, there's so much to unpack and it's like, I just, um, over the last, when I went to that first man camp in California in November, um, and I met some people that we connected immediately became super good friends and I consider them brothers and, then I went to North Carolina in February and met more people who have drastically impacted my view, have drastically impacted my view because they have told me their stories. Yeah. And, and a lot of people want to say, yeah, but that's anecdotal. That's one or two people. And it's like, no, if, if a vast majority of the people in that community have the same story, Mm. it's not anecdotal. Yeah, it's not. No. And, and it's, it's frustrating.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like it's freaking frustrating that like it takes somebody dying at the hands of police on on camera. Because how many times has that happened when the cameras haven't been rolling? How many times has that been ha- has that happened and they are able to say that they were justified in their use of force? Yeah. How many times has something like that happened and they've been able to write paperwork because there were no witnesses around that has been like, oh well, this guy died. Sorry. I like, guess it's. it's it's wild, bro. Yeah. And there's a, uh, there's a bit that Joe Rogan does in his stand-up comedy where he's talking about America. And we're like, we got a, a history and like legacy in this country. And he's like, we were formed in 1776. That's less than 300 years ago. People live to be 100. He's like, that's three people ago, bro. That's three people ago. It's real recent that all this has happened Yeah. in the, in the grand scheme of things. And if you want to go back to 16, this 1619 is when we started bringing slaves over in the slave trade.
2: Yeah.
0: And that is 401 years ago. It's, it's a lot more recent than we think it is. Yeah. It's four people ago.
2: Yeah.
0: That's way more recent than we think it is. And if you want to stretch out five people ago, okay. So in 1965 and 1968, we're not that long ago either. Nope. We were still segregated. There were still people drinking from separate water fountains until 1968. Like, it didn't end when the civil rights movement happened. Yeah. It didn't end when those those laws were passed. Yeah, it, it, it is still, like, there are still pockets in this nation. There are still pockets in this country where white people literally hate black people and think they are inferior.
2: Yeah.
0: And they use the Bible to justify it somehow. Yeah, They try to take scriptures and prove that they're somehow the superior race to African-Americans or Hispanics or Asians or anybody else. They think that the white man is God's chosen person.
2: Yeah.
0: And and they just think, I mean, Vider, Texas is literally the headquarters for the Ku Klux Klan in Texas. Like that's a, a known fact that Viter is full of white supremacists. Yeah. And that's in my state, in the place that I love. I love Texas. I don't ever want to live anywhere other than Texas because it's such a great place to live. Yeah. But there's still a place in our, in our state where people hate, they literally hate somebody else because of the color of their skin.
1: That's insane to think, right?
0: Dude. It's crazy to think. It's freaking 2020, dude. Yeah. And I've heard stories of... You know, some of my friends who have gone to places like Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, where it's the same freaking thing. Yeah. Where there's one city, there's one town, and all the white people run everything, and they hate the black people. Yeah. And if you're black and you're in that town, you better get out as quick as you can. Yeah. And it's it's heartbreaking, bro. Like, it was like a veil was pulled. Like, scales were pulled off of my eyes this week yeah. for me to see something that I'd never seen before, for me to finally freaking pay attention to the fact that, you know, life isn't always what it seems, dude. Yeah. Like, I, st- I seriously think the overwhelming majority of people in this country do not hate other people because of the color of their skin. But I also think that there's a ton of people still in this country that react and interact differently with someone based off of the color of their skin. Yeah. Because I still have that in me. Mm-hmm. I still have that inside of me sometimes when I'm interacting with people that, that are darker than I am. And, and like, I've just been praying this week, like, God, take that out of me, dude. Like whatever it is that, that, that's inside of me, that, that causes me to think that way. Like, please, man, just rip that out of me because yeah. it's not okay, man. no. And I don't know. I'm just... It's a tough discussion, but it has to be... Like, we have to start talking about it. Like, yeah. And there's... And I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to brush over this fact. I'm a very conservative person in my political views. Yeah. I... Aside from this last election, I have voted <laughs> Republican in every presidential election that I've ever voted in. Yeah. Um, I have... Pretty much been a down-ticket Republican on every single ballot that I've ever done, other than 2016. Yeah, I voted third party. Um, I don't think President Trump is an evil dictator who's trying to take over the world. I think that he says things in the wrong way all of the time. All the time, yeah. I think that he goes about things in a terrible way. Yeah, most of the time. But I don't think he's evil. No. Um, and I mean I can't judge his heart, but I can definitely judge the things that he said and the, and some of the stuff that he says just incites stuff to happen. Yeah, And so it's frustrating, man, because sometimes he passes really good policy and I'm like, okay, great. That's awesome. I love that. But then he turns around and he tweets some ridiculous thing about something that has nothing to do with anything. And then he starts going after the, Protesters and the rioters calling them thugs, and then saying things like "You start looting, we start shooting," which is a white supremacist thing that was said in the 1960s during the Detroit riots. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't know. Anyway, um, can you tell the story? I mean, obviously, leave names out or whatever. Can you tell the story that you told me on on Friday night about uh, being in junior high and you experienced oh, racism? Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, uh, the it's no secret, uh, for those who know me, I'm attracted to to white women and, and Mexicans that act white. <laughs> Whitesicans, I guess you can call them. And so, um, and that's just always been my taste. And so, in junior high, I, I, um, I dated a white girl in, in the eighth grade, and it was actually going really good. Um, uh, we'd hang out um, pretty much all the time. Um, I'd walk her to every class. Um, I'd play basketball with her after school, and and we'd hang out after school. And then two weeks into our relationship, she comes up to me and she tells me, "Hey, we're gonna have to break up." I was like, "Why?" Well, I thought everything was going great. And she's like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, but my mom doesn't want me dating Mexicans." I was like, "What the heck? Are you kidding me?" Yeah. I mean, I didn't know how to react to it because, yeah. like, I, I was like 14. Yeah. I don't know what to. Do or what to say or how to react. So I was just like, okay, I guess I got to break up with you because I'm, I'm a Hispanic. I guess.
0: Yeah. Something that you literally cannot control. Yeah, something that I can't
1: control. I mean, <laughs> this is who I am, and I don't know if that stemmed from it or that's where it came from. But I remember. I mean, I remember telling you this on the way to her for two. But like, I've always, um, um, that I was always embarrassed to be a Mexican. Yeah. Like I never embraced that fact. Mm-hmm. Like I never embraced the culture. I didn't like my culture. I didn't. I don't know. Like I was just just never a fan. Yeah. And and recently, these past few years, I've like it's just been more of a thing. Like, well, let me embrace it.
0: Yeah. Be who you are, man.
1: Yeah. Cause growing up, I mean, I always tried to be white. Yeah. And um, those who know me and those who hear the podcast can clearly tell. I have probably the most country voice uh, you'll ever hear. And so growing up, um, growing up, uh, I'm going to school in junior high and in high school. Um, I was never white enough for the white people, and I was never too Mexican for the Mexicans. I was right in the middle. Yeah. So I was getting made fun of by both people because the way I spoke Spanish wasn't uh, wasn't Mexican enough for the people, and then the way I spoke English wasn't white enough for the white people. Yeah. So it was just always hard to try to fit myself in between, and still to this day, there's sometimes where where like either like sometimes on the podcast sometimes I still get embarrassed going back and hearing my voice, yeah, it takes me a few <laughs> days to go back and hear what what we talked about, how it sounded because I just I don't like that about like that's yeah. that's where I'm still struggling with that, yeah, and so but yeah, I mean like, but now like I try to embrace embrace my Mexican side more. Cause it's, yeah. it's who I am. I can't yeah. help it. I'm never going to stop being a Mexican. That's no. who my dad
0: is. That's who my mom is. Yeah. So, and I think it's perfectly fine to embrace your heritage. Like, yeah, perfectly fine to celebrate your, your culture. I mean, it's not, it's not something to look down on, like to be proud of who you are. Yeah. Be proud of where you came from. And, uh, there's something that, uh, I was watching a a live stream yesterday with with a few different pastors. It was one white pastor and two black guys, uh, two black pastors that were talking to each other, and uh, it was like they were like, "People will always tell you, I don't, I don't see color, brother. Yeah, I don't see. I'm colorblind when it comes to people. I just see children of God. Yeah. It's like, well, if you don't see color, then you're not seeing with the eyes of Jesus. Yeah. He's like, He made all of us different shades." for a reason. Yeah. It's like, you put us all together. Is it like a, a kaleidoscope or a tapestry? And like, we all got to be together for us to like really be the perfect, beautiful picture of the bride. Yeah. Like, and it's like, Oh, I just, I don't see color. And it's like, it's a cop out. Yeah. It's a cop out for you to be like, Oh, I don't see color. That means that I have never noticed you. I have never paid attention to you. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, I'm n- I'm not going to pay attention to the fact that you're black and I'm white. I'm going to yeah. live in my little fairy tale little world over here and pretend like nobody's different than me. And it's like, God created all of us different for a reason, man. Yeah. We're supposed to celebrate diversity. We're supposed to celebrate like you, you look like you do and you talk like you do and you know Spanish like you do. And I wish that I did know Spanish like you do, but um, it's like, it, and the, the craziest thing, like, the craziest thing about that story that you told about being in junior high and having a girl tell you that her parents wouldn't let her date you because you're a Mexican, yeah, is the demographics in that town, yeah, in Hereford are so like it, it's ridiculous to tell somebody that, yeah, it's like Me- Mexicans make up or Hispanics make up like seventy five percent of that that city,
2: yeah,
0: it's a very large majority of the city that yeah. is that is Hispanic, yeah, and to tell somebody nope you can't. Can't date him because he's brown, yeah, and he has a different culture, and he has not not because of who he is, not because of anything that you did, but because of what you look like. Yeah, that's that's stupid, man. Yeah, that's heartbreaking.
1: And I mean, like one of, one of the things that I think we we want, and that's really uh, really what it is. It falls in everything, um, whether if it's a job place, um, no matter where you work at, or like just being around, like race, culture, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, that most people, and this is also including in the churches
0: too. Oh yeah.
1: This, you know, this is a sad part. Most people. Dude, it's bad in the church. Oh, for sure. But most people say they want unity, but what they really want is uniformity. Yeah. And and the only difference between both of them is unity, uh, being that I'm the way that I am. And I have certain stuff that maybe you may not like, Mm -hmm. but there's also some things in you that I may not like, and you're different from what I am. But if we come together, I know we could help and pull our resources together for a greater and better tomorrow. For sure. That's unity. And uniformity is you're one way, and you're trying to change me to be just like you. Yeah. I want you and to look so, exactly like yeah. us and
0: sound exactly like us and
1: so, it's sad to say but that's that's kind of the world we live in we don't want unity we say we want unity yeah. and like i said this uh, this is everywhere a job place churches uh uh in races and homes yeah. and d- it's, it's just like it's it's everywhere we say we want unity but we don't want unity what we want is uniformity yeah and i think if we can change that mindset from wanting uniformity to accepting people and like just be like hey look there may be some things about you that I don't like, but I know that you can help me just like I know that I could help you. For sure.
0: And, and that's so, that's one thing that they said in that um, that live stream yesterday was uh, they start, you know, they were talking about diversity in their church staff. Yeah. And like in their leadership. And he was like, diversity does not mean putting one person of color on your platform yeah. to sing so that it looks like you're being diverse. Yeah. It's like diversity means like putting people of color in in places of authority, giving them um opportunity to lead. Yeah. And and doing those kind of things. And and when they start doing that, they would have people come and say, "Well, we just feel like God's leading us somewhere else." It's like, "Yeah, it's leading you somewhere else where it's more white." Yeah. Where you got more white people so you don't have to deal with any black people. And dude, I mean and, and and it's, it's, it's a tough reality and it's a tough thing to admit, but that's, yeah. I've, I've been in that position before where it's like, I don't know, dude, I want people to look like me to be with me. I want the people that look like me and sound like me and talk like me and act like me and believe the things that I believe to be with me. Yeah. And it's like, I'm sure I could find that and yeah. it would be easy to find that, but it would be, it's super boring to have that life. Yeah. That's why it's, it's wild to me. Like, um, Obviously I never forget that you're Hispanic and I never forget that you're, um, not a white person, but yeah. like, I love the fact that you and I are best friends. Yeah. Cause it's like, I, I, dude, I don't give a crap, bro. <laughs> I don't give a crap that you're not white. Yeah. And, uh, like you've always been super good to my family. Like when you come over and hang out, you're super respectful you're super nice. Yeah. Like your family treats me like their fifth son. Yeah. Right. Something There's four like of y'all, right? Yeah, four of us. Yeah, yeah, so they treat me like their fifth son or well, sixth. sixth or, du- yeah, yeah, sixth, including the chief. Yeah, seventh because of Dusty, too. Yeah. Like, I mean... There's a lot of... Yeah, there's, you a lot got, of, there's a lot of, like, adopted children in your family, bro. Yeah, for
1: sure, dude. They just want to jumble themselves in there. Yeah, dude. Go
0: ahead. And so, I mean, I've learned a lot over the last... What, we started hanging out in 2014, so six mm-hmm. years. Just about, like, not being afraid to come in and just be me... Yeah. In a place where, like... I don't understand what's happening right now yeah. because I don't speak Spanish. Yeah. But it's it's so fun to be in those settings and, and hear y'all talk and like rib each other and all that stuff and it's like, I know that you said something funny because everybody's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, just to celebrate the fact that like Dude, cultures are different for a reason. Races are different for a reason. And it's like, well, we're all one race, the human race. And it's like, yes, that's true. We are all, all one race, the human race, but we are different colors for a reason. Yeah. And it wasn't a mistake. It wasn't an accident. Nobody should be ashamed of the way that they look because of the color of their skin. Yeah. Nobody should be ashamed of their of where they came from, of who they are, simply because of the fact that they grew up in a, in a lower socioeconomic level than somebody else. Yeah. And... Nobody should be treated any different simply because of the fact that they're a different color, like it's so crazy to me, dude, and um you and I talked about this a few days ago, um but it's like if I ever see Colin Kaepernick, I'm gonna apologize to that, dude,
2: yeah He <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, doesn't look dumb now i mean i I was so upset when. When he started doing the kneeling thing. Yeah.
1: Oh, no. And a lot of
0: people were. It wasn't just you. And it's like, you know, he was just trying to... He was trying to show people in his majority white audience... Yeah. ...that they are watching a majority black uh, team play a sport. Yeah. And that for a ton of kids a ton of people in the inner city uh, they're never gonna make it out Yeah, like, they're never gonna make it out it's hard to make it out of the south side of Chicago yeah. it's hard to make it out of South Dallas it's hard to make it out of Detroit it's hard to make it out of Baltimore it's hard to make it out of, of these some of these places in Boston and New York and, and Brooklyn and all this stuff and and we don't I don't realize that because I'm from freaking Hereford, Texas Yeah, 15,000 people and very, 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 very few black people. Very. And and I don't understand that. Like and Kaepernick is like, listen, dude, um, there is a real problem with police doing things in a way that's not okay. And like even looking back, like I was listening to a a podcast today on uh, wrongful convictions. Mm -hmm. And I was, do you know about the central park five and the uh, central park jogger case in the, in the late eighties? No, sir. So 1989, there was this woman who was raped and murdered in central park Mm -hmm. and she was from a upper middle class or I think upper class family. Yeah. And so um, the police basically fabricated not even fabricated evidence. They just they just forced these five kids that were there were fourteen and fifteen years old to confess to doing this thing, and to confess to raping her, to confess to do all this stuff to her, and they got put in prison.
2: Hmm.
0: None of them had anything to do with it. It was one. There was one guy that later admitted to it, and. It was because the police treated these kids, they, they interviewed them without parents in the room. They interviewed them without giving them counsel. They interviewed them without reading them their Mirandas. They, re, they interviewed them and, get, and fed them the information that they were supposed to say. Yeah. So that they would tell on each other and talk about what they did with this like carrot dangling in front of them of you're going to get to go home if you rat out your friends. None of these kids even knew each other. Yeah. These five kids that all ratted on each other don't yeah. even know each other before they start talking about this yeah. whole situation. And so, and that was in 1990 when they did that case. Like they, they tried it in 1990 and that was in New York city and it was five black kids. Actually it was four black kids and one Hispanic kid yeah. that got put in prison. And then they got exonerated um, uh, like 12 years later mm-hmm. or something like that. Because the guy that actually did the crime was in prison with one of those kids. <laughs> and he went and confessed to the chaplain and apparently had to confess to it like six or seven times before they finally listened to him and actually took that evidence into, um, into account and actually exonerated those kids. Yeah. And it's like 1990, that's 30 years ago, man. And you know what happened in 1994? They made it harder for black people. Mm. That crime bill that was passed in 1994, like it made it really, really, really bad for black people that live in the inner city that live in, you know, uh, lower income housing and um, get involved in drugs and stuff like that. Like because of the war on drugs and that 1994 crime bill, like our prisons are overrun with minorities. Yeah. And, and it's just, we aren't out of it yet. And we, we keep thinking that we are, but anyway, what we were talking about Kaepernick and he's, and he's kneeling during the, the national anthem. And I'm like, He's disrespecting the flag. But even during all this, I'm still like, I don't know if I'm really as mad at him as I think I am, but I can't. Some of the people that talk to me about it, I can't really be super vocal about the fact that I hate the fact that he's kneeling for the flag or kneeling for the anthem. Yeah. And then, um, now it's like, Oh gosh, dude, he was just trying to bring attention to a subject by doing a peaceful protest and white people like me hijacked his protest and protested his protest and, and forced the NFL basically to pass policy saying you will not kneel for the the anthem anymore. You're not allowed to
1: peer pressured.
0: Yeah, it was, I mean, it's a bunch of white owners (laughs) being pressured by their white constituents to, uh, to do all this stuff. And it's like, and not trying to be the devil's advocate for the white owners, but
1: like when stuff like this happens, you don't um, pretty much all you have is speculations and ideas of why they do it. Yeah. Um, because even when they tried it today because um, I was listening to first take just snips and clips of of certain topics that they were talking about and one of the things Stephen A. was talking about is is that uh, when Colin Kaepernick wanted to come back they didn't sign him because some of yeah. the owners were scared to lose money. Yeah. Season ticket holders and things like that. Yep. Are there motives um so we know their motives are losing money. Right. But is it hey uh should the NFL players that are in the NFL playing already should they have thought it thought of it like that or thought of it as a sense of hey they're looking out for our pocketbooks too. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, so, that makes sense. like
1: because I mean uh, Yes, I know he was costing uh, like, signing him would have cost money to some of the NFL owners. But, like, you had to probably think that some of the NFL players in that room are thinking, well, like, regardless, yes, it's wrong, yeah, but it's they're looking out for my pocketbook. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but, like, I'm from the start with that whole Kaepernick thing, you know, because this all reverts back to me wanting to be white. <laughs> <laughs> I I for sure was a part of the, uh, the majority that also was just like, oh, like, well – not really, because my stance was always he was trash after that twenty um, thirteen season.
0: Yeah, I mean, and so like my he, he thing was he didn't perform as great yeah, as he could have
1: to the point they put in Blaine Gabbard. Yeah, and Blaine Gabbard's trash. Let's just be <laughs> realistic about this, people. For sure. And so, with that being said, my whole thing is if Tom Brady would have done it, or if Aaron Rodgers would have done it, yeah, those NFL owners would have swallowed that. Oh, for sure. Hardcore, for sure. Yes, I know those two are white, but what I'm saying is winning and and being a darn good quarterback cures yeah. all.
0: Well, I mean, even put it into if Russell Wilson would have done it. Yeah. Or Patrick Mahomes oh, or, yeah, or Lamar yeah, yeah. Jackson or Deshaun if, Watson if or Patrick Dak Prescott Mahomes decided it, to do. Yeah.
1: It. It, no, Dak Prescott, we can forget <laughs> about that guy. If Patrick Mahomes were to kneel this season, <laughs> yeah. there's no way Kansas City's letting him go. No. Because if they do, there's another team going to pick him up oh, real absolutely. quick. Real quick. Yeah. But like it's just like um like my whole stance was that. It's just like the reason why he's that in at the NFL, uh yes I think now I do believe the NFL saw it as well, he's doing this, let's just kick him out. Yeah. But but I think they saw the bigger door whenever he was starting to suck it up. And they they sat him down. That's always been my stance on that Colin Kaepernick thing. Yeah. But but it is true what you say. They did turn it around against him. Oh. Well, they yeah. were crying
0: for a peaceful protest. Oh, my well, that's gosh, what he was doing. Man. That's what he was doing. Yeah, that's the that's the one thing like everybody's like, Oh, they're rooting they're they're rooting. They're looting and rioting and burning stuff down. It's like that's not the right way. Yeah. And then it's like a picture of Cap kneeling. It's like, not that way either. And then there's it's a picture of LeBron wearing a I can't breathe shirt. Yeah. Not like that either. Somebody accepting a ward. Not like that either. LeBron at a press conference. Not like that either. It's like, okay, so how are they supposed to do it? How are they supposed to do it? How are they supposed to peacefully protest and may, and get their point across? If every time they if come every, up with something, yeah. you take a away them. If every time they do it, we come after them with, with hellfire and brimstone.
1: And that's my thing, though. Like, like, they're changing the narrative because either they're scared or they don't care.
0: Yeah.
1: I um, mean, if it's both, then, I mean, pretty much shame on us. Yeah. Because- Yeah. Cause I mean, we like if we say that we're believers and not just in believers. Okay, well let's take it from a believer's perspective. Yeah. First, because that's because that's,
0: that's what that's who we, we are. are.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's what we are. If you're taking it from a believer's perspective and you keep taking away the narrative, then yeah, because there really was a
0: ton of white Christians that were that were coming after it.
1: Like. Uh, like whenever the whole Black Lives Matter thing came on, mm-hmm. and then the whole oh no, not Black Lives Matter, all, all lives, lives matter. Yes, that's true. Like, any person with the brain can see (laughs) and can believe that all lives do matter. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about right now. No. We're talking about a race that is getting treated, or let's just say the minorities, that are getting treated differently than outside the other people. Yeah. There is other problems outside of the minority population. There is other issues and stuff like that that people go through, whether it's white, Asian, Hispanic, black, Like, um, all races go through stuff, Yeah, but right now the stuff that's going on right now has nothing to do with all lives. It has everything to do with black lives. Black lives. Yeah. And when we do that, we take away the narrative. Uh, we take away what, what's trying to be, uh, asked for. Yeah. Cause it's just like, uh, Carl Lance. I don't, I mean, yeah, I know you're not a fan. I'm not a huge fan of Carl Lance, but but what he had to say was, yeah, but what he had to say was true. And I was like, heck yeah, that is true. Because, um, if Jesus was uh, was preaching the the Sermon on the Mount message, yeah. and he says, uh, um, "Blessed are all the poor." No, 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 Jesus blessed are, blessed all, are all people. people. Yeah, yeah no, 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 no. Yes, but blessed are the poor. Jesus is talking yeah. about blessed are the poor. Yes, we understand that all lives do matter. We're not taking away all lives, but no. we're taking away what we're focusing on are the lives that are being affected and what are the lives that are being affected right now? The minorities, the black people, yeah. those are the lives that are being affected. Yeah. And when you do that, you take away something that isn't, uh, uh, uh you take away something that, that is, 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 uh, oh man, what am I trying to say here? It's just, it's not right. Right. Well, you're, ch- you you're, ch- you're just trying narrative. to you're
0: trying to steal the narrative.
1: You're trying to steal the narrative to you're make it something to, like if it doesn't matter. You're trying to soften
0: matter. the blow. Yeah. Uh, for you being it, a jerk. Yeah. As it hits you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, I have seen. Golly, dude. Uh, and and I'll admit, Judah Smith has been talking about this since Ferguson. He's been talking about this since Eric Garner. He's been so every single time one of these things happens, he makes a statement. Yeah, and he usually preaches a sermon on it that Sunday, and I got to the point where, in my uh, ignorance, yeah, um, I was just like, I'm done listening to this dude, yeah, because I I don't I don't need some skinny pants wearing white dude from <laughs> Seattle to tell me about social issues. Yeah. I don't care. So you can you know tough noogies there, Judah Smith. I'm not gonna listen to your crap, but. I repent of that too. I'm sorry. If, if you hear this, Judah, I'm sorry for saying those things about you. I still think that your clothing is dumb and you dress weird, but, and you wear glasses that are unnecessarily big. But anyway, that's beside the point. Um, he posted something today that said, until black lives matter, or it's like all lives can't matter until black lives do. Yeah. You cannot imagine the smoke that white people were throwing at him. Oh dude. my gosh, dude. Bro. This is incredibly racist, what you're saying here. All lives matter, Judah. Yeah. And it's like, bro, we know all lives matter, man. We understand. Like, we get it. All lives do matter. But black lives are being affected in a way that it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And and a lot of people are bringing up, um, so in um, in 2019... The amount of, uh, I want to say there were 41 people, 41 unarmed people that were, were shot and killed by police. Yeah. 19 were white, nine were black, six were Hispanic, three were other, and three were we don't know what they were. Yeah. And that is a stat and a statistic that has been repeated multiple times on multiple podcasts that I've listened to this week from conservative pundits. Yeah. It's like 19 white people died. That's 10 more than the black people. And it's like, okay, I get it. And I get that. Yeah. We are way more of the population than black people. Yeah. First of all, nine, uh, nine people in the black community were killed, um, who were unarmed. And in, in that number three, only three of them were not running away from or actively like resisting police officers when it happened. Yeah. That's a very, 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 very minute percentage of the black community in America. Yeah. And I get that. And I understand that. And I'm stating that for a reason. Black Lives Matter is not just about black people being shot by, per- by, by police officers. Yeah. Black Lives Matter is about black people being profiled by police officers. Yep. Black Lives Matter is about black people being call- having the cops called on them because they're in the wrong neighborhood. Yeah. Black Lives Matter is about people going out of their way to avoid black people because they are not comfortable with them being around. It's yeah. not just about George Floyd being killed on the street. Yeah. It's not just about Eric Garner being choked out in New York. It's not just about all this stuff that we're trying to make it about. It's also about that black kid who's driving around uh, at, at 1030 at night, getting pulled over. Driving and around being, right now. Yeah. And being trying detained, to go home and being detained because he's black. Yeah. Yeah. It's about the countless stories that I've heard from friends like Brandon Cormier talking about him having a car full of white people. Yeah. And he has four white people in the car with him and they still pull him out of the car and interview him and talk to him by himself. Yeah. And listening to the stories that some other friends of mine that have told me, and I, I'm not, I mean, I, don't, I doubt that Brandon Cormier is ever going to hear me talk about him, but I'm not going to share the other stories because I haven't yeah. talked to those people yeah. <laughs> about sharing their stories <laughs> and, and sharing them by name. Yeah. So- but, um, it's like seeing people talk about like, have you ever had the cops, draw their guns on you? And it's like, yeah, I have as a black person that happens frequently. Apparently. Yeah. I've never had police draw guns on guns on me. Uh, did I know of <laughs> Yeah.
1: Uh, this one time to ever tell you and, and I don't know if it's, <laughs> I don't even know if it's racist or not, but it's, it's for sure funny. Okay. Uh, probably to kind of lighten up the mood. And I think you have heard this story. Okay. But there was one time where um, it was me, Alex, and Dea, And this is when I had the Honda. Um, okay. I don't know if, yeah, it's if I was driving Let's that go. Honda. But but um, it was when I was in that Honda. We were going to pack a to buy drinks. It was about kind of because we're doing the podcast pretty late, people. Just yeah, because we were it's super balling. late tonight. But – but that's fine. I'd probably do it again just cause Wednesday I'm older for forever. Sure. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> it's fine. People don't worry about it. But, um, and so, uh, we were going to pack We were getting drinks, but usually the way, um, um, the way that I would buy drinks from pack is through my change. Okay. And so what I did is I had a bag of, of, of nickels, dimes, pennies, quarters, yeah. whatever, all of it change. And, well, it was all black. The bag was black and dirty, and stained <laughs> up, Yeah. and it was mostly pennies. Oh, like It was hard to find gosh, stuff in dude. there, but it was mostly pennies. And so I'm going, for sure. <laughs> I'm going, no, no, no. Well, Day and Alex <laughs> had money for their own drinks. But you had to buy yours with Yeah, but I had, <laughs> I had to buy mine with pennies. And so I'm like, well, uh, this lady, she was white. Um, this lady leaves the store, looks at me. I see her, and I just kind of smile and nod at her. And then just go back to counting my quarters. Well, Dan, Alex are still waiting on me to hurry up and count my quarters. And the next thing I know, there's lights behind me.
0: I'm like, what the heck? Are you, just, are you inside the store? Or you, no, no, no. We we're the, still sitting, in the, sitting in the car. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah.
1: We're still sitting in the car. Uh, the cop comes in, uh, knocks on my glass. And I was like, what the heck? So I go and I was like, yes, sir. And the dude goes, hey, you mind stepping out? And I was like, yeah, what's up? And then he goes, he's like, um, he's like, hey, so we got a call that uh, y'all are out here smoking weed. Oh, my God. I was like, I was like what?
0: <laughs> you never smoked weed in your life, have you? Then, no,
1: never, dude. dude. And then I was like, uh, uh, no, sir, not at all. Well, we got a call um, that y'all were out here smoking uh, weed and, and rolling up joints. And I was like... <laughs> And then the cop goes, "Can we check your vehicle?" And I was like, "Yeah." Uh, now the cop who was talking to me was white. Yeah. And then the cop that uh, was hanging back to make sure everything was all right was uh, uh, was a Hispanic cop. Yeah. And so, um, and so the lead cop in this, he's like, "Hey, go go stand back there," which was a white cop. He was like, "Go stand in the back." Yeah. Uh, with my partner and I was like, "Yes, sir." And and so me, Alex, and Deo, we go stand back there and. And uh, the Hispanic officer is all like, hey, man, sorry about this. And I was like, no, it's fine. I mean, he has permission. I mean, he's not going to find anything in there. Yeah. And then so he goes, and this is what the cop tells me, right? The one searching the vehicle comes back, and then he's like, are you sure you three don't smoke weed? Now, mind you, they was like, I think in junior high, probably. Yeah. (laughs) Now, okay, granted, I can't fault the guy because there are junior hires in Hereford. Oh, for sure. That smoke weed. 100%. Okay, Um, that's how corrupt, (laughs) Uh, herford is for sure. Yeah.
0: And oh, so dude, that's that's happening in Friona too, for yeah, sure. Yeah, no, 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 no for Every, sure. Everywhere that they have a junior, wow, guy, Jeff, I had way to take weed. the
1: narrative, bro. We're talking about Herford, <laughs> And so, um, um, so we're going, and uh, and so he's like, Are you sure you three don't smoke weed? And we're like, Yeah, why? Because under the seats smell like weed. And I was like,
0: Under the seats, <laughs> you're, you're under <laughs> your seats, just smelled like a skunk, dude. So he was mad at you. <laughs> I was like, Okay, yeah. And then, uh,
1: and I was like, all right. And then he's all like, well, I'm gonna let you guys go. Cause I didn't find anything in there. I was like, you weren't going to find anything in the first place. Yeah. And so he's all like, just be careful. And I was like, all right, yes, sir. And then we just walked off. I was like, God dang dude, freaking Karen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God. Dude, Karen calling the cops that, on me, bro. That right there yeah. is something that I'm going to address right now. Yeah. People trying to make Karen into a oh. racial slur or whatever. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, Do you need to talk to the Karen. manager about this, Karen? Like, I love you. Golly, dude. It's like car- calling a woman Karen for being for being that way is just as bad as the, the N word. It's like no, it's not because I can say Karen. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I can it's say sad. Karen all day without any dude, kind it's of sad repercussions. to say
1: though, but like them getting mad, like that's how that that's how most people are like yeah. that. You know, I was like, what the, I yeah, mean, for sure. it, it makes sense, but to try to make it into a racial slur, no, that's not, dude, that's, that's not so it.
0: stupid. That's not uh, it. That's
1: not the tea, homie.
0: Yeah, no. So, I mean, there are racial slurs that were used against people who are of Caucasian descent. Like there are different slurs for different like, Polish people or Irish people or Italian people or whatever. And I'm just like, I'm a white dude. I don't even know where I came from. <laughs> yeah. Uh, technically I think I'm from like Spain. Yeah. That's why I have these beautiful gold locks and uh, that is why you do. Um, so I said earlier that I don't think that I've ever had the, the, um, police pull their guns on me, but I think I have, um, and, and we're, we're going to make this a little bit lighthearted for a second because this story is ridiculous. Uh, a couple of my friends were moving to Idaho back in 2015, um, during the summertime and we were having like like a marathon of game nights at their house um and so we were all there was like i don't know eight or ten of us at their house hanging out um playing was this when I was in Africa? it might have been yeah, um yeah, I think 'cause they the the testers left whenever you were in yeah, Africa, didn't they? Yeah,
1: cuz when I came back, you were like, dude, they're gone, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, cuz the they heck? told
0: me like they told me the day that you left, I guess. <laughs> <but> <laughs> and you came back 2 weeks later, so yeah, man. Uh oh, So this was 30? like a week, I think a week before Dustin and Julie moved. Yeah. And so we were hanging out at their uh at at their house hanging out playing games and whatnot. And they were like, dude, let's go to Pac-A-Sack and get some drinks. And uh this <laughs> podcast is Pac-A-Sack heavy, dude. So <laughs> hey, Sack <laughs> Um, go try them out though. They really are good. Yeah. They got good drinks, dude. Um, so we, we go to Pakasak and it's, um, it's pretty far away from where they live. Cause they live in it. Some of you are not familiar with the city of Hereford, but it's like where they lived is on the super far West side of town. And Pakasak is like right in the center of everything, of everything. Like where North, South, East and West meet is where Pakasak resides. Pretty so much. we go over there and I'm with one friend by myself, and then there's like six people in a van. And I don't know why it was just me and Marshall by ourselves, but it was just us two, two white dudes. Yeah, I'm gonna clarify that. We're both white. Yeah, extremely white. And uh, so we're driving and we we get over to Pack-a-sac and I'm looking around hanging out, whatever. And I look in his floorboard, and there's a toy gun. And I was like, oh, this is fun. It makes noise. (laughs) Uh, And so I take it into Pakasak and I'm starting like pew, 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 pew at people. And (laughs) and it's fine. There's no problem inside of Pakasak because it's green and orange. Like it's obvious that it's a toy gun. Nobody has any kind of questions that it's a toy gun when we're in there. But it's like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. (laughs) And so we leave Pakasak and... uh, We're driving in one lane, and our friend Andrew is driving the van in the other lane. And Marshall has his hand out the window (laughs) (laughs) with this toy gun. And the other, like the van, they have toy nunchucks that they're swinging at us. Yeah. So they're swinging nunchucks, and we're shooting a fake gun, and we're just messing around, having a good time, whatever. No problems. Yeah. Until we get we pass center street and i notice the car pulls out behind us pretty quickly and i'm like oh whatever no big deal okay it's 11 o'clock at night some drunk person probably (laughs) and then we get um about six more blocks down and reds and blues i'm like oh no dude marshall what are you doing speeding bro having no idea why they're pulling us over i'm like bro are you speeding what are you doing he's like i guess bro i didn't think i was but he pulls over and uh We open the glove box. He's like, can you grab my insurance out of the glove box? I'm like, "Yeah, sure, for sure. Yeah, let's do this. And then all of a sudden, we both have our windows down. We're just hanging out. And then all of a sudden, I hear passenger hands out the window. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, this is for (laughs) real. And then, you know, driver hands out the window. And I'm like, oh, no, Marshall. What did we do? And I'm still like thinking. No big deal. Well, like, what is the problem here? Yeah. Not thinking we had a gun out the window. It's not real, but they don't know that because yeah. it's dark.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so, yeah. uh, so he's like, um, he puts handcuffs on my, on my hands and he's like, I'm going to open the door and I need you to step out. And I'm like he's like, do you understand? And for a second, I'm like, uh, I need to process this and tell, and like figure out how I'm supposed to tell him I've still got my seatbelt on. So no, I can't do that. <laughs> like yeah. I can't comply with that, <laughs> with that order. To move and, your uh, body and he's like, on. all right, well, I'm going to release your left hand, undo the buckle and then we'll do this whole thing. And I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. And so he handcuffs me, yeah. puts me on the ground, like sitting out there and, uh, I'm like, oh, no, dude, I might go to jail tonight. Yeah. Like, I was thinking I might get fired from my job because of this. Like, I don't know what the rules are about getting arrested and and, and whether I was going to be fired from the bank or not. And Marshall's, like, in town from Colorado. They don't really recognize him anymore because he hasn't been a natural, like, a normal person in the city for, the, like, last four years. Yeah. Five years. And so... uh He's like, he's talking to me. He's like, I recognize you, but I don't know who this guy is. Like, <laughs> don't worry. I don't and, know either. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You kidnapped me with that gun, bro. And so he uh, he's like, what were you guys trying to do? Intimidate people or what? And we were like, no, those guys were our friends, bro. And he's like, and this was in the heat of like the fallout of Ferguson. This was like right after the yeah. Dallas police shootings. Oh, wow. This is like cops are being assassinated at, at gas stations and stuff. Like it's a real Bad time in America.
2: Yeah.
0: And they're like, you, with all the stuff going on right now, you guys are playing with a toy gun. And we're like, sorry, bro. Like, it did not even cross our minds that this would be an issue in Herford, Texas for us to play with a gun. I tell that story to say, what if I was black? What if I was Hispanic? Boy, it would have been over for you. What if, I mean, what if I was not a white dude who. Well, at the time I was super clean cut. I never, I didn't, I don't really have the ability to grow facial hair right now, but I'm yeah. trying, but I mean, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm a nice enough person. I'm a decent looking enough dude. Marshall was very, very nice. Like we, we complied with everything that they said. They, they did not escalate the situation and, and, and everybody walked away that night. But what if I was black dude? Yeah. How much different would that situation have gone? And I'm not and I'm not even calling into judgment the hearts of the cops. Yeah. I'm not calling into judgment the, you know, the police officers that were in on that on that situation, because one of them I know pretty well now and he's a really good dude and I like him a lot.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but what if what if it would have been different and I wasn't a white guy? Probably wouldn't have done it to begin with, because I would have known like this yeah. could get me in trouble. I'm but- sure your dad would have no oh my or like gosh.
1: your parents would have spoken to you about it. Yeah, they were been it's like listen like dude. like yeah. said to they say they would have the talk. Yeah, cuz it said cuz it said cuz cuz I was watching if you haven't, okay, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not gone and watched that uh the sit down between John Gray and Stephen Furtick you need to do it and you need to yeah. do it now. Um in your free time, whether you're doing something, whether it's chores or whether it's it's just your everyday going through your you know, there's like it's fair to say that at least 80 to 90% of Americans have at least one headphone in their ear their entire day. <laughs> and if that's the case, and if you're that percentage, uh, you need to, I guess, listen to this. Yeah. Um, and hear what they have to say, because it's sad when, uh, a minority parents have to sit down with their kids and be like, Hey, you really got to be careful with what you do because you may not come home. Like you may not come home. Yeah. And not to say that that uh, when we talk like this and how we're talking, uh, we're not saying that all cops are bad. No. And we're not saying that that uh, like the Dallas shooting. Oh man. We're not saying that that doesn't matter because it does. Those yeah. cops should have not lost their lives. And 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 when that happened, for people to downgrade it, oh well, this is what they get for this this. Yeah, They're just as wrong as the people that are downgrading yeah. uh, the black lives matter movement now. Yeah. But this is the world. This is the actual world we live in where minority parents, whether you're black, Hispanic, Asian, whatever. Yeah. Have to sit down and actually talk to their kids like, Hey, when you um, get pulled over, don't take your hands off the steering wheel until that cop tells you to. Yeah. And you say everything, say yes, sir, no, sir, do everything. Cause I could, um, cause I still do that. Yeah. Like whenever I get pulled over, no matter what it is or who it's by, uh, my hands are on the steering wheel until I get told like, Hey, um, give me your license, give me your registration. And then I let them know my license or my registrations in the glove compartment. All right, reach it and get it. Uh, So there's still stuff that I do Yeah, because not saying that it's that bad for me, um, cause I'm not gonna lie to you. It's not right. But I mean, but it it's still be. there in the back of your mind.
0: It could be depending yeah. on where you're getting pulled over and which cop it is.
1: Uh, like it's still there in the back of my mind. And so I'm like, okay. And like, I try to be nice and I try to like, <laughs> uh, like I try to put on this voice
0: that's real courteous. <laughs> yeah, you do. I've, I've been with you when you got pulled over before.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and so like, I try to put this voice on that that's real courteous and like, um, um, the way I describe it is, is how my mom, uh, does her voice oh yeah uh, um when i was a kid she would or like when she was mad at me oh my gosh I'm like just from zero to a 100 screaming upset yeah. like full-blown spanish and like it's just right <laughs> as soon as that phone rang and it was somebody oh yes hi hello and i'm like <laughs> bruh you were just yelling at me because i didn't do something bro murder me just now dude talk to them like you were talking to me (laughs) and then like she'd give me that look like shut up and go upstairs and i'm like whatever man this is ridiculous (laughs) but that that's that's kind of the voice i put on like yes sir hello but i mean it's just the world that we live in that it's sad that not all people can go home i'm like uh, having that peace. Yeah. Um that they can make it home. And um there's a lot of injustices going wrong um yeah going on in this world. Yeah. A lot of them.
0: Um it's hard to focus on any of them like yeah. specific
1: cuz at the end of the day look, at the end of the day minorities we're still going to have to have to call the cops when something goes wrong. Yeah. But like um <laughs> um there's a Dave Chappelle um stand-up bit that he does and and Dave Chappelle goes he's all like uh, when i started making money doing stand up um and, uh, like i kind of moved to a nice neighborhood but it was so nice that i never called the cops because um they never believed that i lived in it <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and so Dave Chappelle
1: would come up and he's all like imagine like if something happened um and the cops came over and they were looking for me and then he's like huh? he's still here Johnson and then he hit him in the head <laughs> And he's all like, I've seen this trick before. This black guy came in here and took all those photos down of the white family and put photos of his family up. <laughs> Typical. Typical. And then he's like, let's sprinkle some crack on him and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but like stuff like that, I know Dave yeah, Chappelle's super su- exaggeration. Uh, uh, but- yeah, like a super exaggeration. I know he's he's being ridiculous. It's Dave Chappelle. He's yeah. like my favorite comedian ever. But I mean, it's it's kind of true like you know like dave Chappelle's uh scared to call the cops because he thinks he's yeah. like it's a nice house but they never believe that i'd live in it <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's too nice man yeah uh yeah um well in in all of the people that counter black lives matter with all lives matter every single time you say it yeah um and 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 we may be talking in circles, but we're still... I mean, we're still trying to process all of this, too, because... Yeah, I mean... Um, but um, there's a couple of analogies that, that have been used over the last couple of days. And there's a bunch of Christians getting mad about it, and I don't give a crap what they think. If yeah. they're mad about it, then they can... I mean, they can get happy in the same pants they got mad in. So, yeah, that's true. Um, but one of the analogies is the parable of the lost sheep and the, and the shepherd yeah, and how he leaves the 99 to go find the one. And it's like, he goes to look for that one sheep and that one sheep represents black lives. And the other 99 sheep are saying, but what about us? We matter too. And he's like, yeah, but the one is in danger. And a yep. lot of people have been upset with them using that because it's like, you're reading things in scripture that aren't there, And it's like, okay, I get that. Uh, we're using a parable that Jesus told to, tell a parable today yeah we're doing the same thing that he did we're just using his words to do it yeah and it's not that the other 99 sheep don't matter because the shepherd needs those other 99 sheep too yeah it's just that the one is on the side of a cliff somewhere and he's lost and he needs help and so the shepherd's going to find him yeah um and then the other one that that's not biblical or scriptural at all is your house is on fire and you call the fire department the oh, fire like department this. comes yeah. and they start spraying water on your house and your neighbors are like, yo, what about our house? All house matters. All houses <laughs> matter, bro. <laughs> our houses need some water. Uh, it's like, yeah, but none of
1: your houses are burning. None of your houses are burning right now. <laughs> We're trying to
0: put out this fire. No, 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 it's no, like, no, 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 no. All houses matter, bro. My tax money goes to pay you to protect my house. Yep. And it's like yeah, but your neighbor's house is on fire right now. And if I don't put, if I don't put this fire out, it's going to spread to your house. So let me fix this. And, and it's just, it's frustrating, man, to see so many people in the church give so much kickback to the fact that we're trying to raise awareness and we're trying to understand and we're trying to sit and listen and learn from people of a different perspective, of a different culture, of a different background. And, they don't want to budge on it. They just want to be like, nope, I'm going to keep living life like I live life. I'm going to keep doing things the way that I do it, and I'm going to never allow my opinions to be changed. Yeah. I'm never going to let my mind be changed. And uh so that's just, that's where it is. And I'm, I'm going to sit here forever, and I'm never going to grow out of this. Yeah. And I don't know who... I don't even know who said it. Somebody asked this a few, I mean, it was probably two or three years ago. It was like, when's the last time you changed your mind about something?
2: Mm.
0: And I was like, dude, I don't even know. I don't even know the last time I changed my mind about something. It was like, well, I can give you an answer now. It was last Wednesday. (laughs) It's the last time I changed my mind about something because, and, and I honestly love seeing, uh, in spite of all of the people coming and being like, well, there's a difference between rioting and protesting, and it's like, yeah, yeah. there is, and I believe that a bunch of those protests were hijacked by people, yeah, and turned into rioting that like, didn't the start that way. That hate they the government did and not stuff start like that. that way, yeah. yeah, and and so um, I wish, I wish that it could just stay peaceful. I oh, wish yeah. that people could march like Martin Luther King did. I wish that people could march like like they did in Selma. And, and see real change happen and and use words and use, um, a united front to, um, to push through and, and to get their point across. But right now that's not happening. It's not happening the way that it's supposed to. It's not happening how most of these people want it to. Yeah. In in my belief, like, and there's been a bunch, so there have been a lot of riots. There have been a lot of fires set. There's been a lot of stores looted. and there's been a lot of things happen. Yeah. But there's also been a ton of peaceful protests. There's been a ton of people coming in peacefully. Yeah. um, Being heard by cops and police being heard by minorities. There have been, you know, black, white, brown, green, blue, yellow people walking (laughs) the streets together. Yeah. Um, I mean... Even in Amarillo, I was real proud that Amarillo didn't get wild on Sunday. Yeah. Because I was worried because I know that there's some crazy people in Amarillo that are looking for a reason, just looking for a reason to do something stupid. Yeah. And I'm glad that it stayed um, – I'm super glad it stayed peaceful.
1: Now, let me say this. If 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 um, those who listen to the podcast, all our listeners, um, thank you again for listening and thank you for sticking with us this long if you have. Um, yeah. Um, Just because we're talking about this doesn't mean we don't want your feedback. If you, um, if you have a difference of opinion or if you um, think the same way that we do, or if you have any questions, please email us. Yeah. The deal's there. Um, But once again, I say just because we're talking about this does not mean that we do not care about our law enforcement. Oh, absolutely. Um, For the fact being that, that I have uh, two brothers, that mean the world to me. That are in law enforcement, yeah. Uh, here in Friona, and so just because my view has changed on the inequality that Black people are suffering, and there is police brutality mm-hmm. that that they do suffer, and yes, there's other races that suffer it, but are not being videotaped uh, like this one was. We get that, and I understand that, but um if we were living in a bigger city yeah and something were to happen to my brothers I'd be going nuts yeah and somebody would be catching these hands for sure so just know that like us talking about this does not mean that we do not care we are not anti-cop no 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 no
0: we we love law enforcement
1: yeah uh chief john thank you for what you guys do yeah absolutely um um, thank you for, for going out there. And I know it's not a big town. I know we're not Dallas. I know we're not, you know, these places that are going through the big stuff, but you guys still go through stuff every day through people, uh, with a sense of entitlement with people that, that, uh, um, the one thing that I hear a lot is, is it not just from them, but like from other cops, you know, um, some of the friends I used to have in, uh, used to have in Herford that worked in law enforcement is the, do you, um, um don't you know who I am? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, dude, that kind of sense of entitlement is ridiculous. Yeah. But but um thank you for putting up with so much um and and keep doing what you guys are doing.
0: Yeah, because the majority of police officers got into the job to make their communities better. Yeah. And to do um to do good and to affect change in their communities to see good things happen that like I I think that police officers in general hope that their, their shifts are uneventful. Yeah. They hope that they don't have to pull anybody over. They hope they don't have to make any calls to houses. They hope they don't have to go on any domestic disputes. They hope they don't have to do anything because if that's the case, then there's peace in their city. Yeah. And, um, I, and I also know that there are police officers who, are just wishing someone would. Yeah. Yeah. There are definitely cops like that too. Yeah. Um, and so I think that there needs to be, um, a discussion. I mean, we're, we're just trying to have a discussion Yeah. and and... talk about things and like, and I, and I'll continue to reiterate what you said. We are not anti-cop. Yeah. I'm not against law enforcement officers. I am not against, um, the, you know, um, I don't even know what the word is that I'm looking for right now. I'm not against um, uh, police officers. Yeah, like I love cops. Yeah, I'm the same boat as you. Like I mean, they're not my brothers, but I, I love John and I love Chief as well. Yeah, and I've got friends in Hereford that are that are cops that yeah. I don't want. I don't want anything bad happening to them. Yeah, um, and and they're also smart police officers, and they yeah. don't go out of their way to make things happen just to make things happen.
1: Yeah, and. But I mean this is this is with all this being said um this actually has um this actually has to come down to to really something has um this is where the church comes in. Yeah. Uh this is really uh, really where I think the church comes in and, and like I know I just changed it like three sixty. Oh no, you're good, bro. <laughs> but but John Gray said it best is he goes, he's all like, um, yes, I know that there's been a lot of changes in the legislative and whatnot to get us this far, Yeah. but <clears throat> something still isn't changing. And what does that tell me? That doesn't tell me it has anything to do with the legislative. That has everything to do with a heart issue. Yes. It's a hard issue. There's a spirit of racism in this world that we have to get rid of. Yeah. Like I don't know how many times preachers talk about it, and and but like our our, uh, our battle is not against flesh and blood, man. No, it's against powers of darkness. Yeah, the principalities that are over this world, the regions, the people taking over. Uh, when Satan and his demonic, uh, his demons come, they don't just come after one person. They come over a region. Okay. Yes. They take over territories. They're not just for a singular thing. They come over homes. That's why, that's why sometimes like uh um pretty much this is where like general uh, um generational curses come from. Yeah. Because they're after territories, they're yeah, after families, yeah, 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 they're yeah. after homes, yes. they're after races, they're after cultures. Mm-hmm. And it's time for us to stand up, speak out, call it as it is. Yeah, call a spade a spade. Call a spade a spade and and the church needs to stand up right here. Yeah. This is this is what we were made for. Yeah. This is what we're called for. Right here in these moments right here where where this world needs Jesus. Yes. This world needs Jesus. So then yes, let's go out there and give them Jesus. Yeah. Let's go out there and give them Jesus. This world needs this world needs to be delivered. Yeah, from the spirit of racism world needs hope man that's been oppressing them for yes. long, yeah. long 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 mm-hmm. for a, a long time come on and right now it's it's there's still some of the majority that are struggling with it that are yeah. that are pushing it off to the side saying it's nothing and some that are saying it's never going to change no 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 no
0: no it has to yeah it has to it has to we have to step up and be leaders
1: we have the authority given to us by god yeah to cast this out call it as it is and cast it out to change the hearts. Mm-hmm. We have that ability. We have that power. We talked about that. There were so many people, so many testimonials sent to us uh, from last week's podcast. Yeah. And we are so glad. We are so glad that so many people were impacted yeah. by what Jeff was talking about last week. And and But this right here, this is why we do what we do. Yeah, man. This is why we put up with the stuff that we put up with. This is why we put up with the battles that we do. Yeah. Because of stuff like this. Stuff that's hurting people that doesn't need to be hurting people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And and it's it's a heart issue.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: It's a heart issue. Yeah. And if people would just come to the feet of Jesus mm-hmm. and submit themselves. Yep. I mean, things would change drastically in this that's world. A good word,
0: man. It Would a good change word.
1: drastically in this world.
0: Yeah. Um, that was one thing that, that I heard yesterday somebody say. Uh, it was like, I've been carrying this weight for so long, man. And uh, the other pastor was like, well, what what can we do? What can we do to help you? He's like, help me carry it because I'm exhausted, bro. Yeah, come on. Like, he was like, I've been carrying this for so long and I'm exhausted, man. I need yeah. help. And uh, we just don't understand it. And I admit it, man. I'm, and I apologize. I repent to my black brothers and sisters that Same. have had to go through stuff that I've never had to encounter, and that have had to deal with being either bullied or being looked down upon or uh, looked over for certain things simply because you're you're darker than other people, yeah. or you speak differently than someone else, yeah. or. You know, your hairstyle is different from someone else. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous the things that we come up with to say, like, I don't like that about you. Yeah. And it's like, how am I going to change the color of my skin? How am I going to change my, like, the way that I talk? Yeah. How am I going to change, like, my eye color or my hair color? I mean, you can change hair color real easy. Yeah. But, like, like I can't change the freckles on my face. No. I can't. I can't change the fact that I got glass knees and elbows that always get hurt. Like, it's not something I can't just change who I am. Yeah. You can't just change who you are. Yeah. And, and we want people to fit into a category of people for us Yeah. so that it's comfortable for us and we never have to face any real facts. Yeah. And that's something that, I mean, I've had to face head on this week and I'm like, Oh my God, bro. Yeah. I've never experienced something like this before. Yeah. I've never experienced there 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 have been some times where I've seen something happen and I'm like, oh man, like the Philando Castile oh thing. Oh my gosh, dude. That and, one. That and, one And, was and that one. was terrible. The dude um, literally told him he's all yeah, like, I dude. have a
1: gun and I have a license for it. Yeah. <laughs> and the cop <sighs> just <sighs> popped him oh, yeah, seven times. He's yeah, like, No, no, dude. no, don't reach for it. What? Bang, 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 bang. bang. Yeah. I'm like, come and, on.
0: And that one that one I was like, okay. Something has to happen here. Yeah. Um, but I still wasn't about to kneel with Colin Kaepernick. No, no, no. I wasn't about to tweet hashtag Black Lives Matter. No, I same. definitely wasn't about to put that on my Facebook page where all my white Christian friends are at. And, uh, and all uh, my my older white Christian friends.
1: After, see, after seeing the George Floyd one, the other one that came back to mind was the Alton Sterling one. Oh, yeah. Regardless, look, now regardless of if the crime, if these dudes weren't robbing banks yeah and they weren't killing people they didn't deserve to die no regardless if they were resisting arrest or not yeah man up and taser him if you have to or 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 find a way yeah to get the cuffs on him and, and i mean i guess probably taser him shouldn't have been the right word i'm sorry <laughs> But there's other ways to yeah. do it instead of taking somebody's yeah, yeah, yeah. life I mean, the way they
0: did. Using using your firearm is is the last possible thing. It should be thing. the last one. The last one unless you know you're in a like life or death thing. Which and I understand. Cop, I don't understand what it's like to yeah. be a cop. I don't know what it's like for me to go out there and risk my life every yeah. night. But I also know that there should be training on use of force and escalating situations. Yeah. And and we also look at like the majority of the places that these these kind of things are happening is in major cities. Yeah, like I'm not gonna say that there's not small towns that are have that have super corrupt police forces. Yeah, because there are. I literally watched a documentary, like a docu series on Netflix the last couple days about Ada, Oklahoma, and how corrupt their politics, like their DA and their police forces yeah and so i'm not saying that it's not in the small cities but the places that these kind of things are happening and we're seeing the videos of and we're seeing this kind of stuff is in larger cities yeah bro the 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 new york city police force is like sixty thousand cops yeah it's it's enormous bro yeah like the amount of people that are on the police force in minneapolis st paul is crazy and you have to have a lot of cops to police a city that's millions of people. Yeah, you have like, you to. You have to. But it's like, how many things are overlooked because of the number, the sheer number yeah. of police officers? Yeah. How many people do they have working in inter- internal affairs that, that are like working with and talking to police officers about things that happen in the, in the field? Yeah. And how many of those are like backlogged because they have only so many people to work internal affairs to talk to these cops that are doing these yeah. things? Like, it's crazy.
1: And with that Derek um, um, Shavers guy or Chauvin, oh, uh, Derek called. Chauvin.
0: Yeah. Um, he had multiple.
1: Yeah, like 18 yeah. Um, complaints and yeah. only two got addressed. Now, yeah. do we know if they were all racial or if they no, were no, no. this? We don't know that. We don't but know what that. we're saying is before this George Floyd stuff, this guy was trash. Yeah. And um, for them to only look up two of them, uh, yeah. like if, if some dude has 18 complaints on him, uh, you as a police chief or you as, uh, His as IA or, or whatever, a yeah. DA or, or, or whoever is in charge of looking at those complaints, you should have looked at all 18 of them and figured out what the heck it was, yeah. regardless of what it was. We're not saying it was racial because we don't know if it was racial no. or not. We just know that that dude had 18 complaints and, um, I guess the 19th was the charm man and so it's and, just and like what would have
0: happened if nobody would have been filming that
1: what we and this dude had 19 years in the service too yeah i'm like dude are you kidding me she's like come on man yeah like and this also this might go like like besides besides it being a heart issue which it is uh um this also comes back to 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 a power issue oh yeah Oh, because I have a power and authority, I can do whatever I want. You got a badge and a gun, bro. I got a I badge and I can do whatever, I want, whatever I, want, I want. You better listen to me. I mean, come on, bro. Yeah. Come. Br- there's measures here. Yes. There's 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 uh, uh, precautions. There's measures that you have to take
0: to Insure, confront somebody and yeah, to ensure something like this doesn't happen. Yeah.
1: Because because at the end of the day, whether this counterfeit twenty was real or not. Yeah. George Floyd should have gone home. Yeah. Yeah. He should have gone home. Whether if it was just bogus or whether if it feels by mistake or whether if it was spend the night in county jail and and um, post your bail tomorrow. Yeah. This dude should have gone home. And he didn't.
0: Yeah. And how many stories. Are the same. Are just like that that don't get documented how many people do we know about that or how many people do we not know about that they wind up dying in police custody and the police can somehow justify their use of force yeah. or justify or ride away or whatever yeah and and that's why i'm like a big proponent of body cams on on all police forces in america yeah. like please like the 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 great thing about our country even in in this turmoil and even in this brokenness that we're in right now the great thing about our country is that we have a way to fix it yeah it's through criminal justice reform yep. it's through going to the voting booth and voting yep it's through talking to your legislators it's through you know writing to your congressman or whatever like yeah. you have a way to have a voice um, and it really is like like you said, though, it is a heart issue, and, and this nation needs Jesus. Like, we need a revival in this country. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, And we need a Azusa Street to happen again. Like, yeah. <laughs> we we need some sort of real revival that, that sweeps our nation. And I think that this may be a tipping point. This may be a thing that draws us into that. Yeah. Like, all of this chaos and all of this uh, turmoil and all but of it, this brokenness could lead us into the next great awakening.
1: But it sucks that it has to happen oh, this way. Oh, my God, dude like it sucks that it has to happen this way. Yeah. Cuz it's 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 not fair. No, it's not. It's just not fair. And and like for now we know that there may be uh maybe others. Um and by others I mean like other races. Yeah. that maybe also get treated unfairly too. Yeah. But right now, the one that's pressing is the one that's been videotaped. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's the ones that are like, hey, man, I can't breathe, bro. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's just like you, your job is to protect and serve. Yeah. And if one race doesn't feel comfortable calling you, I mean, come on. If yeah. one race doesn't feel comfortable calling you, come on.
0: There's something that has to happen. Yeah. Now. Sure. And if there's one race that can ha- literally have you called on them simply because they're there. Yeah. Simply because they're walking through the park or whatever. Yeah.
1: Or because they're having a barbecue in the middle of the park. And, yeah. And um, they're bumping Snoop Dogg real loud. Yeah. You need to come tell them to shut up. It's a park. It's for everybody. It's yeah. public. Yeah, Yeah. If you don't like it, leave. If not, move farther down.
0: Yeah, This park's big enough, bro. The
1: park's big enough for everybody. Or bring your own speaker and start bumping. I don't know.
0: I don't. I don't know. <laughs> country 80, music or something.
1: Yeah, country music <laughs> or eighties rock. I don't know. Combat their loudness. Yeah, I mean, play who some knows, bon Jovi, then, bro? I mean, who knows? Like, there might be one person from each barbecue that's like, dude, I actually like Bon Jovi. Yeah. Bump it up. Oh, sweet. Actually, you know what? I actually went to a Snoop Dogg concert once. You mind bumping that up? Yeah. And then, boom, you become friends. I mean, there's there's always, there's so many ways around this to the point where, where if it is an actual crime, there's due process, mm-hmm. and if it's bogus, both of you get to go home. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, Mr. Floyd, this is a misunderstanding. We're sorry about that. Uh, this is my card. I'm Officer So-and-so. If you need anything, let me know yeah all right thanks man
0: and and if it is bogus like the cop needs to have something happen yeah like that's the that's the biggest problem with all of this is um the police officers that get involved in these these shootings or yeah. like take the, Garrett, the the eric garner situation yeah that cop's not in jail nope tamir rice that cop's not in jail nope um Philando Castile, that cop's not in jail. Nope. This dude better serve time, man. Yeah. He has to. If he does not, if he does not get convicted and put in jail, it's going to be ten times worse. Like, it's going to be wild, bro.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. And 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 honestly, I won't blame them. I won't blame anybody that goes out there and and riots if this police officer does not serve some sort of a sentence for this. Yeah. Because he straight up murdered that man. And
1: now my whole thing with the writing and this is something that uh, we've shared and if it if it bothers you, I'm sorry. Um, but they tried the peaceful protest. Yeah and uh, we didn't listen. We said we didn't want to hear it. We said we didn't want to hear it. We tried to change the narrative. And so now with the writing and the looting, do I think it's it's right that they're writing and looting? Heck no. yeah let me say that again. Heck, no. People are dying. Businesses are getting destroyed. Places are getting burnt up. No, it's not right. Two rights don't make a wrong. No. But what more did you expect? What did you expect? If the silent protest wasn't working, didn't work, I'm not saying the riots will, but what more did you want from them? Yeah. What more did you want? You asked for this when you didn't do anything when they were silent protesting, when you changed their narrative, when you changed what was going on. You asked for this.
0: Yeah. I'm going to try and find a status from uh, a pastor, a friend of mine.
1: Yeah. So. Um,
0: go ahead. Like, it's it's
1: it's crazy to think that, because that I think you had told me this, that there was a business owner in Minnesota that couldn't even, like, the day that they started the rioting and the looting and the burning of the cities, he had just, like, was his first day opening, I
0: think? No, he hadn't been able to open yet. Okay. He was supposed to open. Um, right before the, um, right before the, uh, COVID-19 yeah, and then they shut down Minneapolis so he couldn't open. He he was, he was set to open like this week or next week, something like that. And he hadn't been able to open his, his fourth bar yet. And they looted it and set it on fire. Like, (laughs) I mean, come on. But, people dying yeah because of it
1: business owners dying terrible. protecting their homes like cops that are trying to do their jobs dying too because people want to be dumb it's just like come on man this isn't the way and even george uh, uh george floyd's brother came out and said he's all like doing all this ain't gonna bring my brother back yeah and that's the truth it's not
0: mm-hmm. yeah and, and that's what And that's why I said earlier, like, it's not just about George Floyd, like he's the catalyst, but it was about everything else too. Um, So this was, uh, this is my friend, Brad Carter. He's a pastor in North Carolina. It's a quick confession time. Who's ever been in a conversation and you were really trying to get your point across, but the person or people you were talking to just weren't listening. Mm. and finally, after a buildup of frustration, you end up lashing out, raising your voice, or even throwing a fit. I know I've done that at work with his wife and even with his kids at at some point. Has anybody else ever done that? And then he edited it. He said, edit update. Thank you guys so much for being honest. Now imagine spending every day of your life in a conversation and not being heard. Mm. How frustrating would that be?
1: I hate that so much.
0: (laughs) Maybe that gives us a slight perspective on why we see people on TV rioting in the streets. Hear me out. I totally realize that lashing out or just losing your temper is not closely uh, comparable to destroying property, but not truly being heard for decades is also far more arousing than just being marginalized in one conversation. Yeah. And in no way am I condoning violent protest, rioting, or lawless behavior in any way. I don't agree with it and it saddens me and sickens me, but I am simply saying maybe I understand. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. They've tried... They tried to do it like Dr. King. Yeah. They tried to march peacefully. They tried to kneel during the anthem. They tried to use their platforms to bring awareness. They've tried to do all these things, and we've said shut up and dribble. Yeah. We've told them to be quiet and stick to what they're good at. You get paid millions of dollars to play, not to talk. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. And it sucks. Yeah. Like LeBron James... Grew up in Akron, Ohio. Yeah. A single mother household. He grew up dirt poor. Yeah. And that dude has done so much for the city of Akron, Ohio. Oh, yeah. He did so much for Cleveland when he was there. Oh, yeah. He still does so much for Central Ohio. Yeah, his like, school,
1: his, uh, um, his I Promise
0: school. Yeah. That
1: he opened up in downtown Akron, yeah. And,
0: and we tell him all the time. Like, we, we have consistently told him to shut up. You're a millionaire. You don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, bro, I came out of the projects, man. Yeah. It's like, I, I know what I'm talking about. I have friends that are still there. I have friends that still haven't been able to make it out. I got family members that didn't ever make it out. He's like, I am I am one of the most gifted individuals, individual athletes of all time. Yeah. Like, the athletic ability that that man has is insane. And that's the reason why that dude made it out. Yeah. And he has effected so much change, in Akron, Ohio, and in Cleveland, even. Yeah. But people tell him like, you know, you're a you're a multi 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 millionaire, so you need to shut up. You don't know what's going on. He's like, God dang it, dude, I lived it for 18 years. I lived it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm telling Kaepernick because Cap's story is different. He was adopted by white a white family. Yeah. Like, and and he grew up upper middle class. Yeah. And People told me, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. You're this, this, and that. You're this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. You're rich. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You're disrespecting the flag. The flag that my uncle died for in Vietnam. My my actual uncle died in Vietnam fighting for that flag. Yeah. And, and so I took it personally. Yeah. But I didn't understand that it wasn't about the flag. Yeah. It wasn't about the anthem. Nope. It was about the police and, and criminal justice system that needs reformation. That needs to be transformed. That needs to be changed, because it is um, targeting black people yeah. at a rate that is not even close to a, um, the same number as 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 any other race. Yeah, like it is going. It, like it's designed to make people that are in the system stay in the system. It is not designed to rehabilitate people. Like yeah. that that's what. That's what jail is supposed to be for. That's what prison is supposed to be for. You're supposed to go to prison, find yourself there, figure out what you're doing wrong, fix it, and come back out and be a functioning member of society. Yeah. But what do we do to people that have a felony on their record? What do we do to people that spent years of their lives in prison? Yeah. We don't let them work. No. We don't let them get real jobs. We don't let them have a way to make income. We don't allow them the opportunity or the ability to you know, excel or exceed in in, in any way. It's just because we were taught that, that if they do that, oh, you can't trust them. Yeah. You can't trust them. It's like, well, I went to jail. Jail is a place that I'm supposed to get better. Yeah. That that's, that's what it's designed for. That's what it's supposed to do. But most of the people that go to jail wind up back in jail. And that's because the system is rigged against them. It's like, I'm supposed to go to this place and get better, but I'm shoved into a place with other criminals and our jails are overcrowded. There are too many people in them. There's, you know, some of the conversations I've had with friends who are police officers and, and the things that they'll overlook simply so they don't have to put somebody in jail. Yeah. Because the laws in Texas are still, you know, marijuana is illegal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anyway, I don't want to get into the weed conversation. Yeah, no. Uh,
1: but, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, we need to stick to it. <laughs> yeah. Come on back, Jeff. Come but on anyway, back. Anyway,
0: I'm super libertarian when it comes to that. I'll yeah. just say that. So, yeah. take that with as as you will. Yeah. But especially in these communities in places like Chicago and Detroit, Baltimore, um, the uh, the Bronx, Brooklyn, those places that yeah. that are majority African American, Atlanta, if they still have laws on the books that are criminalizing small amount possession yeah. and putting people in jail on a on a felony bro come on come on there are so many states that have already legalized that so anyway that's i'm, I'm done there but yeah there has to be tra- there has to be real transformation and real um reform in the criminal justice system yeah um this
1: uh this 2020 election coming up is going to be really big bro it's going to be impactful
0: Bro, so I mean, um, I think it's it's gonna be wild. The it's gonna next, be wild. The for next sure. six months are gonna be absolutely wild. It's
1: gonna be a hot mess. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's crazy to like think that. What is it? Uh, rumors of World War Three to start off 2020, and then you you had uh, uh the Rona, murder Hornets, and then yeah. now you have this. Yeah. it's just like dude what's next bro what's next bro
0: hopefully but you know what hopefully peace
1: yeah but but um to kind of lighten up um the deal here um um the topic and the mood that i really do think there is a light at the end of this tunnel yeah um and no that's not a clever way to fit in the third day song um i think, <laughs> literally got that in my head yeah just <laughs> what is it tunnel uh, i think it's just called tunnel but anyways um it, it, there's not a clever way to fit in that that phrase of that song, but, but there is a light at the end of this tunnel, you know, but, but we have to hang on and there's going to be times that it's going to be unfair. It's going to be dumb. It's going to be ridiculous. It's, it's going to seem like, like it's, 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 it's agonizing pain like it is now. Yeah. But there is at the light, there is a light at the end of this tunnel. Something great is coming.
0: Yeah. Um, has to man.
1: It may be a movement of God like we've never seen before or it may Come be on. Jesus. Come on. It may be us going home. Come on. But there's something great coming and I'm ready for either. I'm ready for his return or I'm ready for the greatest movement that I've ever seen and I'm going to love to be a part of that. If it's a movement or if it's Jesus coming back, I am going to be satisfied going through what I'm going through now.
0: Yeah. For sure. So,
1: I mean, there's some goodness coming i know it
0: i know it and i believe it yeah and we just have to do our best to be agents of change in in this world yeah Um, we have to do our best to call out racism when we see it like we've got to go about um I mean i said something i don't even remember what i said the other night but i was like god dang it dude there it is like stupid jokes coming out of my mouth yeah and i'm like golly bro we've been talking about this all night and here i am making that joke dude i don't t- even remember what the joke was yeah
1: dude but today today like uh like i had an inner like struggle within myself yeah with the whole um, um the whole blackout tuesday thing yeah because there again man i let fear creep in Mm-hmm. Oh, well, what's so-and-so person going to say? What's this person going to feel? How is this person going to feel? How are these certain group of people going to feel? Yeah. And, like, I had that inner struggle within myself to post it, and I was like, no, it's not about them. Yeah. It's about a real issue going on that needs to get out there and that needs to understand that something needs to happen. Yep. And so people have patience with me.
0: I mean, yeah. I'm dude, I mean, I, mean, be I, I wrote that super lengthy post on what was it? Wednesday night? No, Saturday, it was Saturday night, I guess, when I wrote it. When I hit that send button or that share button, I was like, "Oh my gosh, dude, I don't I don't know if people are going to be bringing smoke to my yeah. door or not." Thankfully, most people have been I mean, I haven't had anybody say anything to me negatively towards it. Yeah. Like I'm honestly surprised um because of some of the people that are on my facebook page but um and for me to think that that was some sort of a real risk like, yeah for me to be like hey my perspective has changed and i now don't agree with my stance from before yeah and it's literally been like 96 hours that it's changed everything about my perspective and view on this yeah like <laughs> Um, and then be like yeah man I'm making a real difference I'm like I don't know that I am making a real difference yeah, I know. maybe I inspired a few people maybe I got some people to open their eyes and, and think of things differently Um, but I don't I mean did I did I do anything that's gonna help usher in any kind of transformation or or, or change inside of the systems that we live under yeah maybe but I don't I know I mean I
1: think I think you, know, when it comes to how I'm um, in a small town that we live in, yeah, um, it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of hard. But I think the changes where we could make changes and see the changes is one is for sure do a better job of being the church. Yes, yeah, dude, that for sure. that that that, that for sure number one is do a better job of being the church. Um, do a better job of 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 going out there and being the light in dark places Mm -hmm. go out there and being Jesus to those who have never seen him or ever experienced him. Yeah. Be joy where there's no joy. Yeah. You know, be love where there isn't love, be grace where there isn't grace, be mercy where there isn't mercy.
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And, and so number one, I think that's where we need to start there. Yeah. And two, when stuff like this comes up, do what we do best and that's go on social media and, and, and just support. Yeah. Support and support, whether it upsets people. Cause it's crazy to actually think that, that there is act, like the fear that was, dude, <laughs> I was sitting <laughs> in the Taco Bell line scared about what these certain group of people would think, what these certain group of people would think, what these people would think, what these friends would think what this. Da, 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 da. So the fear within myself to post a picture of a, of just a, a blank black picture that said hashtag Blackout Tuesday hashtag Blackout uh, Black Lives Matter to be fearful to post something like that is ridiculous. Yeah, and I was like, no, yeah, not and anymore. it was
0: it was church people that we were worried about offending for sure. And let's just like, be let's just be honest. Yeah, let's. Yeah, I wasn't worried about pissing off the the people that I don't know that I know don't go to church. I was worried about upsetting people that I go to church with, and and luck like, thankfully, most of the people that. Um, I've had conversations with about this. Have been in the older generation, and they are all yeah, like they're all about this, like because their perspectives have changed because they've been in contact with more black people over the last year. Yeah, that's literally the only thing that changed inside of me over the last six months, eight yeah. months is that I met more black people and listened to what they had to say. And if I if I knew you before this, then I'm really sorry for not listening to what you were trying to tell me. Yeah, like I feel absolutely shameful over the fact that you guys have been talking about this for years and years. And I've, I've, it has fallen on deaf ears with me and I apologize for that. I repent for that. I'm so sorry. There are a few people that I've, that I've known for years and years that have talked about the struggle and I have never listened. And uh, thankfully I'm listening now, but golly man, it's so dumb that it took, something as tragic as George Floyd to make me see and open my eyes yeah um but uh I'm hopeful for the future yeah um I'm hopeful that I'm hopeful that the church is going to finally be the church in America yeah and that we are going to see transformation happen in our bodies in, in, in our local bodies yeah and we'll be able to um walk into the next season of this nation. Yeah. Like just pouring out holy spirit everywhere we go.
1: It's weird to say this but but I truly am excited. Yeah. Um yeah, there's 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 uh I'm not going to lie, I'm exhausted. I'm worn out. Yeah. Um uh, but it's still crazy to believe that I, that just like burnout doesn't exist.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know. Like that's just how I've always been. Like I'm going to keep chugging along. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like if you stop doing what you're doing, um, you get complacent. Yeah. And in that complacency, that's where the enemy works. Mm-hmm. And that's just, I've never been that. Like right. I've never been like that. And so, yes, I'm worn out. Yes, I'm exhausted. Yes, I'm tired. But but there's a good fight that needs to be fought. Yeah. And it's not going to be fought by me just sitting down or me um, sitting back because I'm exhausted or tired. Mhm. Um my just reward is is at the end of this all is like seeing that move of God that I'm ready for. Yeah. That's what excites me. Yeah. I'm like, God, I'm willing to go through all this, bro. Through all these emotions, (laughs) through all these pains, through all, through it all, through like the, the whole feeling alone, through, through all of it. I'm willing to go through all of it. If I could just like to see that at the end of this, either I'm going home with you or, or, or or there's a mighty move coming and I'm going to be a part of it. Yeah. And that's what, that's what gets me excited. Yeah.
0: And it's going to be, it's going to take people, and and this is directly speaking to Christians. It's going to take you getting out of your comfort zone, man. Yeah. It's going to take you getting out of the normal, um, everyday way that you do things. And it's going to take you becoming like finding a way to befriend somebody who's of a different race than you. Yeah. Like finding a way to sit down and have conversations with somebody who looks different than you, who sounds different than you, who has a different perspective, who has different tastes than you, who has different, you know, um, just a different background and upbringing than you do. And sitting down with them and really like really having a conversation and saying, what can I learn from this person? Cause I feel like, like as a white person, I always feel like I have something to put on the table. Like I have something to add to the conversation. Yeah. Like I need to be the one that has something to say. And it's like, dude, I need to not have something to say for a while. Like I just need to sit there and listen.
1: That's probably me for sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Everybody that ever knows. dude, You've me. always got something to
1: say. Man. Dude, but, but the thing that sucks and, and like, like, uh, when I'm quiet, just to be quiet, i like, okay, so people complain about me talking all the time. Those who complain, shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of people that complain. That's true. But uh, they complain. Uh, Jeff just raised his hand. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of people that complain that I talk too much, that I have something to say. I can never be quiet, this and that. But those times that I'm giving them what they want, and it's not that I'm mad or anything, or it's not mm-hmm. that I'm frustrated. I'm just like, it's just one of those moments where, like again, it's probably like a... Tired and exhausted. I just want to be quiet. I just want to sit here. Yeah. I don't want to do anything else but just sit here and just be to myself. Hey, what's wrong? What's wrong, Israel? What's wrong? What's wrong? You're not yourself. I was like, last week you were crying that I wouldn't shut up. (laughs) And now you're asking me to talk, pick, pick a side and stick to it. No, dude. Do you want me to be quiet? Okay. Then when I'm quiet, thank God. Praise him like if he just, (laughs) like if your mortgage bill got paid and you didn't know how the check got there.
0: Come on, somebody. Praise him like that. Bro, you know you'd have your feelings hurt real bad if somebody started doing a Holy Ghost dance because you weren't talking.
1: <laughs> I mean, it would, but I'd understand. Hey, they're on they're on that side of the boat. I like that. I like that. No, dude, like today, like uh, um, when we were playing basketball. Yeah. Uh, I had missed this shot, and Dea kind of booty bumped me, and so like I went into the theatrical. Oh yeah. And I threw myself, and I rolled myself on my. Literally everybody jumped on me and was like fake punching me. <laughs> Kylie was the only one that was actually, she was, she was frogging my calf.
0: I was like, what the heck? Oh, my gosh, what she doing? But, like, hey, everybody you know, else was fake you know, punching me you kicking know me. who and kicking didn't come me. and fake punching, and kick you, bro? Who, dude? Your boy, Jeff Smith. Hey. I didn't come over there trying to hit, hurt you. Thanks, buddy.
1: Thanks, buddy. Yeah, bro,
0: I laughed for sure, though, at yeah. what they were doing to you.
1: And Shivari, too. He was like, hey, turn him around and give him. Oh, yeah, give um, him CPR. Give him, yeah, give him CPR. But everybody else was all like, hey, take this, guy. I was like. <laughs> Thing that i do to all of you like <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> yeah, dude. i've literally done nothing to you people <laughs> uh before because it's already midnight for sure yeah for sure but before uh um since we're talking about the let me kind of lighten up the mood this is a funny cop story involving my mother and my brothers again but uh th- this is actually nothing racial this is actually funny funny uh nice um there was one time this is when we were living in the back of the church over there at Mount Sinai, uh, um, a church that Dad used to pastor, mm-hmm. and so uh, uh, we were living in the back of it in Hereford, and and Mom had made I think it was milanesas or something that required you know how there's certain meals that require a coke. Oh yeah, for sure. Not not water, not nope. tea, not but a coke. We're on the same right? page, brother. There's there's always that one meal, all right, listeners. There's always that one meal that requires a a soda. Mm. come on somebody nice soda pop (laughs) soda pop and so um it happened to uh to be that one meal and but we didn't have anything and so i was like hey uh mom will be right back me alex and we're gonna go to the to uh to fast stop and the fast stop over there by sonic okay um because for a while there um i was actually a pepsi drinker and That's
0: because of your dad, bro.
1: Yeah, for sure. But I stopped that. I don't know. Pepsi started tasting weird to me, so I stopped. But um, the the fast stop over there on sixty stopped selling uh, Pepsi and went straight Coke. Mm. So I was like, nah, forget that. So I went to the one over there by Sonic because that fast stop still sold. Uh, it was Pepsi still. Or uh, yeah, at the time. And so um, I'm going over there. I get to to the fast stop, forgot my wallet, <laughs> so I drive all the way back, not knowing. Um, I don't know if, 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 if we had the Honda or if I was in a, uh, that little 95 central we used to have. Um, but somewhere in between, I think Dameron park and the community center, the sheriff pulls me over. I never saw him. Oh, right. No dude. I never saw him. And, and so like I'm driving, me and Alex are talking and he's got his lights
0: on? Bro. Yeah, he had his
1: lights on the <laughs> whole time, dude. Now, mind you, from uh, from where the community center is in Hereford and, and and the big old Dameron Park to where our church was, not, not that far. Not that far, no. So he didn't really have his lights on that far mm-hmm. or that long, but he still had his lights on. I should have stopped. Yeah. But I didn't see him. That's how low the car was, and that's how tall his his truck was. I was yeah. like, nope. I, I mean, but I didn't know that he had his lights on, people, all right? I want this to be made clear. I didn't know. And so...
0: Run it, you're a fugitive, bro.
1: Yeah, for sure, dude. <laughs> and um, so I pull into the parking lot, and Alex said something. And so I started laughing. start laughing. Um, so I started laughing. Got and was all like, Alex, you're so dumb. And as soon as I stepped out of the ride, freeze, don't you move. And I was like... <laughs> and I look, boy, it's a sheriff. And then uh, I was like, oh, snap. Well, not knowing, right... Okay, well, wait. Um, so I get out of the car, mm-hmm. and then he's all like, "Get over here!" I was like, "Yes, sir." And did you not see me? I was like, "No, sir, I didn't. I'm sorry." And then he's like, "I've had my lights on since uh, since having you be over there, da 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 da." And and you didn't uh, um, stop or see me or anything. I was like, "I'm sorry, sir. Like I didn't see you." And then his voice kind of calmed down because he knew I was being serious. And so he goes, he's all like, "Where's your wallet?" and i was like it's in the house like that's like that's what i'm here to get like i went to fast stop to go get a coke and and uh i realized when i got to the gas station i didn't have my wallet and then he kind of looks at me well this during this whole like altercation right or not altercation but during this little
0: yeah conversation yeah
1: conversation thank you um al texted my mom and told her her hey um and Israel got stopped outside. Yeah. And he needs his wallet now. And so like, all of a sudden we're talking, me and the officer, or me and the sheriff were talking. He was, he was a Hispanic. Um, so we were talking and then all of a sudden, right. All of a sudden, officer, officer, <laughs> don't take my blacko away. Here's his wallet. <laughs> I, was like... <laughs> I was like, bro. Oh, <laughs> I was like, bro. And then he looks at me and he's red. Like he is laughing. <laughs> And I was like, oh my gosh. And he sees the look on my face. And, like, it's so stupid because I know it's my mom. But in my mind, I'm like, please don't let that be my mom. Please don't let that be my mom. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> please, don't let them <laughs> uh, please don't let that be on mom and then he's like go get your wallet man like so over there and i give my wallet and i come back <laughs> and then like he's still laughing and then mom was like black what happened i was like i'll tell you in a minute go back inside and she's like okay so he goes back inside or whatever and um gosh dude the officer like he was still cracking up and, and uh as soon as i got to him he was like look i was gonna give you a ticket <laughs> But that was embarrassing enough. Like, that was funny. And I was like, thanks, man. And then he's all like, uh, I'm sorry. Like, that. <laughs> like, I'm sorry that that had to happen to you. I was like, it's fine. I, I'm sure you ran into that when you were a teenager. He's like, I did. So, but that was funny. Thank you. And I was like, no, no, no. Thank you. And he's all like, look, just next time, uh, um, please be on the lookout. And I was like, yeah, I Yes, sir. And then he's like, all right, man, you're free to go. Go ahead, go get your Coke. I was like, thanks, buddy. And then I I mean, yeah, but oh, my gosh, dude, my mom. What? A, did he tell you what he was pulling you over for to begin with? For speeding.
0: Oh, wow, yeah. dude.
1: Yeah, I know, right? Like if I don't do that you're on the daily. Just out there hot rodding, bro. Yeah, dude, hot rodding in a 93 Honda or in a 95 Sentra. I can't hey, remember which vehicle it was.
0: Listen, you put enough NOS in there, bro. Blow that engine up real uh, fast. oh, <laughs> snap. The hood flies off. Wow. I don't have, I don't guess I have any, uh, well, I mean, I told those stories about me when I, thinking I was getting arrested by the fire department at one time. Yeah. but I don't have very many funny stories about uh, police interactions or police altercations. Um, actually, I'll tell, I'll tell, I'll tell this last, since we're trying to end it a little bit lighthearted, I think I have time. Hey, let's go to tell one, one story. When I was at crash the nations, I was the night shift supervisor for the, the security team. Yeah. And I pulled up and, uh, hang on. I need to pause the podcast for just a second. Okay. And we're back. Um, so I was the third shift supervisor, which is overnights nine at 9 PM to 5 AM. And, uh, I was like I pulled I pulled up into our men's dormitory which is where our security office was at. Yeah. And this dude was in a like a like a Toyota 4Runner. Yeah. And he was like, "Yo, bro, can you help me out with some gas cuz like he was like shit's about to go down. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, and, and I know you know what I'm talking about. And yeah. I was like, yeah, bro, I got you. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Unfortunately, I cannot give you any gas. Yeah. It was obvious that this dude was, um, he was high on something. I don't know if it was crack weed, whatever, yeah. but he was not a hundred percent there. Yeah. Um, mentally at the time. Yeah, and yeah, so, uh, yeah. I was like, all right, whatever we pull, we pushed, so, I was like, I got to push this vehicle off of my campus. Yeah. I need to get it out of the men's dormitory drive Because he just pulls right in where, like, you couldn't pull in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he, his car died. Okay. And so, I pushed his car across. Like, I helped him push his car across the street into the <laughs> bank parking lot. Yeah. And I was like, all right. It's not on my campus anymore. <laughs> so, we're good. But... Uh, I went ahead and called the cops because he was talking about running from the cops. Yeah. I was like, "This isn't good," and so I went. I had to go do something else, and so I had one of my guys go and post up over at the men's, uh, the men's dormitory, and he was like, uh, "He's like, alright, okay, cool," and he goes, uh, "The suspect suspect is fleeing on foot west on Keys, carrying two silver suitcases <laughs> or two silver silver briefcases," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> and uh, he goes, yeah, uh, he's, uh, he's carrying these silver briefcases. And I was like, okay. Um, and so I, I come across and, and at, at about that time, the police pull in and they start asking me questions. Cause we call the cops because of, like yeah. I said, so they come over, they start asking me questions and I'm like, you know, uh, something about, he went West on keys and he's carrying two silver briefcases and we don't know what that's about. And so they start questioning me, asking me stuff about it, whatever. Anyway, yeah. anyway, the dude comes back. And uh they wind up arresting him because the car had been stolen. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh the two silver briefcases brought yeah. up into eighteen packs of Coors light. <laughs> I was like, okay, two silver briefcases, bro. And uh anyway, like the cops were like, Well, we gotta we gotta get rid of this. We can't they couldn't put it in their car with them and and take it so they put it on the hood of their car and uh, drove it across the street and just threw it in the dumpster. (laughs) I was like, bro, you just made some homeless dudes entire world just now. (laughs) You got 36 free beers, bro? And uh, anyway, I thought that was that's one of the funnier experiences we are had with a police officer. But anyway, um, I think we can probably go ahead and close things off right there. For the evening. Um, As always, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for supporting the pod and sharing it. Um, Please continue to share it. Yes, continue, please. Um, And let's keep dialogue open about being able to change our minds about things. And uh, anyway, um, we love you guys. And uh, we hope you guys have a great week. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.